someone else has already said it best. This is the best, the best of them. The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are. What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. 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 There must be a con like me in every prison in America. I'm the guy who can get it for you. Cigarettes, a bag of reefer, if that's your thing, a bottle of brandy to celebrate your kid's high school graduation, damn near anything within reason. Yes, sir, I'm a regular Sears and Roebuck. So when Andrew Dufresne came to me in 1949 and asked me to smuggle Rita Hayworth into the prison for him, I told him, no problem. Hello, hello, and welcome to Best of the Best Podcast with myself, Connor Keys, alongside me as always, Mr. Ronan Mullen. Ronan number one. Ronan number one, and we have a very special guest. We have a Ronan number two. Ronan Boyle here. Thanks very much, Connor. <laughs> and I'll just say, this might be the first best of the best for the intelligence drops a wee bit. <laughs> no, 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 we had Mickey Bartlett on before, so <laughs> <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you're very welcome, and uh, thank you very much for coming on, Roland. Uh, we'll we'll get on to your uh, your online presence and, and uh, later on, maybe, and we'll talk about that. But you're here today with uh, one of our faves and uh, your favourite film, which is Shawshank Redemption. Everybody, oh, yes. So Shawshank Redemption, um, I would say probably ended up on most people's top ten list, maybe. Um, uh, it holds some like mental record. It's never been out of the top five rated films. I was Since it came out? Yeah, I was going to argue something that. Like that has to be top five, everybody. Like, there's nobody I've asked to do me a top five that Shawshank doesn't get on. Yeah. It did become quite a, a, a cult classic initially mm. and then became just a massive global success. We'll, we'll talk about that. So, yeah. 1994, um, Shawshank Redemption, based on uh, the, the novella. Nova- different Seasons, Stephen King, short yeah. story book, which so, also had The Body, which was Stand yeah. By Me, and it also had App People, if you've ever seen it. Yeah. The one about... The Nazis. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, Brian Singer directed. Uh, so yes, uh, I'll, I'll proclaim myself now a massive Stephen King fan when I was younger. So I had read that uh, novella and all the rest I've never read it. it. Yeah, I've never actually read it. But it's called Rita Hayworth. And Rita the Hayworth Shawshank and the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean the, uh, the difference in in the book and the film is yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, really, really big. Red's black. Red's black for a start. Do you know whenever that first... Because I had read it, and, and the only reason I was so young and reading Stephen King was because my uncle was into Stephen King, and I would re- rob his books and read them. Uh, I, I, whenever the poster came out for it, because I was the only one who even knew... Because, like, the name itself... Was the book called Shawshank Redemption? It's called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, yeah. Right. But nobody... Whenever I seen the poster, I thought Andy Dufresne... I thought Tim Robbins was playing Red. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Sense, you, when, uh, when I would read the book, I was you've like... You've got oh, them in your mind. Yeah, so I didn't even look and see, well, I don't know what Morgan Freeman's playing in this, but obviously, Aye. you know, I don't know what... What's that black guy doing there? Because Red's <laughs> obviously going to be the white boy, because mm. in the book he is uh, a red-haired Irishman. Yes. Um, uh, but and they answer it by just making the joke. Yeah. Why they, are you called uh, Red? Sure, in my Irish. Yeah, yeah. I'm an And that's it, that's the only... So Frank Darabont, the director, who was... Relatively new to the whole yeah. thing. This um, is first major film. He was a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote a lot of TV shows. That's where he met a lot of actors that are on this. He, he worked on Tales from the Crypt and stuff like That's that. Right, yeah. But he got big money from. He wrote the Fre- third Freddy film, mm-hmm. Dream Warriors. The third seen one. That, the I third one. Seen that one. And he got big ten for it. So oh, yeah. he was like a 
gun for hire script doctor and yeah. he would do up fucking all these films and they would hand him when it's final draft and go can you fix any scenes in it and he was that guy but what the most important aspect of that was he had worked on a stephen king script before yeah he and he went to stephen king stephen king sells the big books for big money but if it's an independent artist like a first-time director or whatever he'll sell for a one dollar yeah he does a dollar deal for any up, deal. Up, 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 upcoming directors who want to or film students. Or film yeah. students who want to sort of adapt his short stories. So he won't sell the big ones, but the short ones. So a dollar he sold. Shawshank. About a genius. No, he didn't oh, sell. Shawshank was, sorry. It was, was 5,000. 5, 5, he got for Shawshank. Because the money yeah. he got for Dream Wars, Frank Darabont, he walked up and said, listen, I have an idea for this. Stephen King actually said to him, I don't know what your idea is because there's nothing there. It's yeah. a fucking prison film where you're just in a prison the whole day. Yeah, King couldn't see it. He couldn't, he couldn't see, see the it. film being made. Could he not? No, no. he didn't think it was going to Which be is really strange when you think of what you know now is the film. Well, but the like film. he said from the, the short story, there's very little going on. Like. Yeah, and, and I mean... It did die in its hole too, didn't it? Oh, it died when it came out, yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. it lasted... It uh, not that Oma is the benchmark for any uh, successful <laughs> film. But Except it, for Michael Collins. <laughs> Except for Michael Collins. <laughs> I got the bus from Japan, the Oma again. Watch Michael Collins. <laughs> <laughs> it uh yeah no, that's very, you exactly. got the bus from Stravan only a I was drunk Mayor, at one stage one of my mates was walking up the hill in the bare belly vomited everywhere <laughs> <laughs> We got wrote off to go to Oma to watch Thank <laughs> Thankfully, I wasn't there that night. Oh, I did watch it. Normal, so but, uh So Shawshank Redemption lasted one week. Yeah. One week. One that's week right. is all I got. And uh, I I happened to be there with a youth club uh, as a, as a, as a member. Oh, really? And so I got in to watch it because. But I, you again, would have went out of your way to go and watch it because you read the book. Because I'd read the book because I'd seen it, but, but I never. Uh, on the flip side of that. I didn't even know it was in the cinema. I the knew c- nothing until... Did you read the book? The, no, no, no. I knew nothing to the video, but we'll talk about that. Right, yeah. Well. So whenever that... There was four people in the cinema. Fuck me. And I think it was... I don't know. I think it was Forrest Gump or something big was on. Everybody else was really going to just see. Just swallowed it up. Just but I, I was like, i got to see this. So when it, they it, all it was the summer of Forrest Gump, S- Pulp Fiction Speed. Hey, speed it might have been, maybe. So okay. What about seeing it in the cinema? Oh, Aye. unbelievable! Yeah, because um, to it's, be it's a cinema film. Like. But, this, but do you it's see when it starts and he's out. and Morgan Freeman starts talking, and I'm going, "Is the black boy red?" Mm-hmm. I still couldn't get past. You know, and now, it's, it's, now you can. Morgan, Morgan Freeman's the number one narrator oh. for anything. Yeah, that voice yeah. there. Um, Sat nabs. And- <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's where that started from that. But uh, we're, we're, we'll come on to that because again, didn't do well. You had a twenty, you got twenty five million, um, a twenty five million budget. He got for, well, based for on it. based on the screenplay because Castle Rock, who bought it, wanted Rob Reiner, who's an executive in Castle Rock, to direct it. He mm-hmm. directed Stand by Me, so they were like Stephen King. I think Rob Reiner wanted it. Actually, he wanted it. He mm-hmm. wanted to do the whole. But once they read the script, they realized if we don't give him what he wants, he can just take the script to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So they let him first be a first-time director of a major film. Mm-hmm. And that's when all the lunacy started with different actors coming in and who was going to play who. Well, as we always do in this podcast, we'll talk about who could have been. Uh, so there, Ar- Andy Dufresne, yeah. there were a couple of different... Um, there was quite a few. Yeah, There was Johnny Depp, there was even Gene Hackman at one point. There was the, the one that actually got in the room was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Hanks. Tom Hanks as well. Tom Cruise actually turned it down only because... Hanks made a... He could, he could do it, you could see uh, it, especially then, 94. Uh, like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Cruise got in the room and actually said because Darabont is a first-time director, he's... Yeah, Cruise walked out because he wasn't an experienced enough director. So I think it, to the benefit of the film, Cruise walked yeah, out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, I mean, we've said that before. We couldn't think of anybody else doing no. that role. But no. uh, I think Reiner had... Um, Gene, had Gene Hackman and Robert Har- Duvall? Aye, but he had Harrison Ford lined up for Red. Hmm. 
which is what his vision was. So it was the perfect storm. We had the right people and the right yeah, I think, rules. I think, I think so. Think. Yeah, I think you had the right people, and then you had the right um, sort of the the chemistry that happened between, like you talked about, it, the cinematography of it. Because Class. the worst thing is people listening now, any younger ones listening now who've watched it, maybe they might have watched it on Netflix, and they've watched the restored HD version. Most people I know experienced this on a 14-inch portable TV on, on a video player. Top loaders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we should talk about that, how how it became, from a film that failed, because I think they only they only took in 16 million out of the 25 the initial, million. Yeah, yeah. So they lost 9 million. Uh, and then... Um, well, there was a few things started to happen. Sort yeah, of things started to fall in place. But I, I mean, I'm, for us here in Ireland, I mean, you're talking... Extravision is what made it. Word of mouth. Yep. Word of mouth. But and it took I'm trying to even to. say the name. <laughs> My mates are going, hey, you want to see the film? Shang Tsung Redemption. You know, it was just, <laughs> what? Well, you need I, to go and read it, man, and yourself. I have one written down that Tim Robbins said in the documentary. People keep walking up to him in Russia and going, you're the guy out of the Shang Tsung Reduction. Shang Tsung Reduction. Oh, we were, it was called everything, hey, and, you know. And and watched it the first time. I mean, it it is. It's a fantastic film. I, I think it. I I was nearly with Stephen King. I think it did a better. You know, it it did something I didn't think was possible, because if you read the book, the stories are so. Like you, the guard that we see in the end, the prison warden. Mm-hmm. That's about four different wardens on one. Yes, in the books. In the books, yeah. they're all right, different. Right. You know, different the whole way through. Uh, Tommy. The kid, the kid who comes in, who yeah. tells ends up telling him he yeah. was with the prisoner who killed. Uh-huh. He, he's like he uses that as leverage to move to a better prison in the book. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't actually right. He doesn't try to help him. He sells him out. Yeah. So and then the film they flipped right. that and they flipped it also. Just I mean, them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brad Pitt was, was meant to be Tommy. Was to be Tommy, and it was it was signed up and everything. Yeah, he was in. Thelma and Louise Thelma became Louise. so successful that he the guy that did he ended up in Alan McBeal or something like that or do you know he didn't Gil Burroughs yes, or something he did yeah. he, he did I he was in Alan McBeal I knew he had his wee face that's right it was Alan McBeal I wasn't even researched Mr Boyle no I watched it a couple of days ago there's no research boys you'll find out when the rest of us so that's I suppose we should get into the actual contents of the film. So if you haven't seen The Shawshank Redemption, please do, obviously. Mm. Um, but if you have, you'll know the story. So it's about Andy Dufresne, who um, is a new arrival coming to uh, the, Shawshank, the Shawshank prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't like, does it say, it's a, it's a, is it in Maine? It's in Maine. Everything that Stephen King normally writes is in Maine. Uh, so the Shawshank prison and uh, the opening section is Morgan Freeman, the, the Velvet Tones. Mm. Yeah. Uh, at the time, again, relatively unknown uh, in the big scheme of Morgan. things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Robin, it done Robin Hood. Uh, it done was driving Miss Daisy after uh, this. It was the one that really he stood out like it's him and Tim yeah. Robbins and that. For he, it starts off them coming in and he's taking bets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the guys are all coming off mm-hmm. the, the bus with their chains and their. And do you know Morgan Freeman's son is one of the people? No. Shouting fresh fish or fresh meat. Right mm-hmm. and and the ID the mug, his ID the mug his mugshot shot from when he first went in the is son? it is Morgan, Freeman's Morgan Freeman's son Freeman's son now yeah. well, your wild smart eh? <laughs> it's, it's called but reading. it's one of the ones where <laughs> I was reading you know see the boy from Stavan getting all impressed you boy's <laughs> fucking reading eh? <laughs> don't don't say this shit about Stavan man she's gonna oh, uh, Ronnie's married to Stavan woman you know you Stavan fucking loves me Stavan loves you too literally Stavan loves me because you married it yeah. 
Who's not, that? Not it. A, a big <laughs> fucking idiot there from Throw. <laughs> We're all throwing boys. Let's all love each other. Let's, let's, let's get some redemption in here. Shing Chunk. Shing Chunk. So you've got this this set set in what year? I think it's 1950. The 40s, I think. Like 40s. Um, and I'm sure there is, he's actually been in there for like 20 years, I he's think. 20 years before. 20 years in, yeah. So, um, and it sort of tells. Uh, we don't want to give anything away, but at this stage, I'm sure, I'm hoping that most people have watched it. No, this is what I want to get to, because I work with young people, uh-huh. and I mentioned Shawshank Redemption when we're chatting films, and half of them haven't seen it. Oh my God. What? I uh, know. I thought it was one of them. You know, I can understand somebody going, people saying, oh, I didn't see The Godfather, I didn't see Citizen uh, Kane, I didn't see... The, all right, fair enough. But this? I know. Because it still looks fucking incredible. It looks amazing. Because it's in the time it is, it's never going to age. It's never going to age. It always always works, yeah, absolutely. Also, Uh, you were talking about uh, Big Lebowski before we started, and it's the same cinematographer. Oh, right, okay. He did the Big Lebowski. Also, he just won the Oscar for 19... Roger Deakins. Oh, right. So he's he's fucking cream of the crop. He is the boy. 1917, didn't he? 1917, and Blade Runner 2049. He won two Oscars for them, back to back. Um, So the, the, the level of... Skill. Oh, so we talk about a cast because Tim Robbins, relatively unknown, relatively definitely, unknown, but well, a, more or less unknown like over here. Anyway, but, but an actor who was very like he, a lot of big directors wanted him in their films. Like, I like he that, was just in the Hudsucker Proxy, the Coen Brothers films, yes. with Roger Deakins filming it. And when he came to this, he went, "I'll only do it if Roger Deakins is filming it for yeah, me." He spotted because like, he knew this guy fucking knows what to do. He like, knows what he's doing, but yeah. Um, and you've got the the sort of Robbins wanted to. I don't know what you would call it. He wanted to sort of make it a as appealing as possible the character because mm-hmm. this is the other thing you have to. It's a fine line where we're watching this the whole time. We don't know. Uh, he's been accused of murdering his wife, and we don't know, if, and we don't know really yes. what the truth is. Yeah. You know, we don't know for sure, and that's the sort of thing I actually have seen recently. Uh, within the last month, I think maybe total film did it last month. Twenty reasons why Andy Dufresne is actually guilty. I've heard this too. And they go through the whole right. thing. I've heard this thing. Did, and did you do the research, Fred Connor? Have you got? No, I just read that article. And went. Oh, give us a couple of reasons. Uh, I can't remember them. See you, to my boys. Well, very straightforward. Well, well, the one that's most obvious is when when Tommy tells him he was in a pr- prison previously with a guy who claimed to have murdered yeah. the people that sound similarly very similar yeah. to his case. He doesn't react the way me or you would if yeah. you've been in there for fifteen years and yeah. somebody went, "I know you didn't do it." I mean, you. Yeah. I th- but I think like that's uh, that's actually his character. He's, from the off, he was cool and clicked. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you look at even at the start when they would put the money on him, they cry. Yeah. yeah. Not a word. Well, that's the thing. I don't think, uh, I think it's more just hindsight and the fact that it's been analysed so much. Mm. You know, that's when you know a film reaches into that uh, level of yeah. fandom when people are going, here's the alternative theories. Yeah. yeah. You know, because they yeah. analyse it so much. Brilliant. And that just keeps it to the point. I just, if anything, sort of cements its position as being really important to people like they've mm-hmm. fucking watched us over and over again to come up with alternative fucking theories mm. uh but yeah so he's he's kind of like he, is, i'm not gonna say he's an everyman he's not he sort of the way i'm thinking about him is and especially back then when you think of the movies it was all action films and mm-hmm. if people explain to you what that's about you know what's this movie about action 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 trying to explain shawshank was like you need to watch it yeah but he's i think that character sort of carried on if you think uh breaking bad and all the mm-hmm. intelligent yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't think one, he's going to be cute and cunning, but he's yeah, fucking cunning. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's not physical, it's all mm-hmm. brains and, you know, mm-hmm. and so, it's brilliant. 
so we have backing them up. Obviously, we talked about Morgan Freeman, um, who this did make him. Let's be honest. Yes. This, oh, absolutely. Set him Ir- regardless of it made everybody. It made yeah. Tim, Tim Robbins as well. Um, That's their best. Best thing they've done. Yeah. Best thing they've done. I wouldn't. Uh, and then you have a couple of great character actors who've been about for a long time. Bob Gunton. Um, Bob Gunton, the warden. the warden, who um, was fantastic and did a really good mm-hmm. job. He he was in the middle of filming Demolition Man. Yes. At the time, and he was bald. He, he was probably bald. got the he, money. He had the head shaved. And the so. Demolition Man too. Oh, wow. oh, and he had to come. Uh, he had to, had to wear wigs for his test screen oh, test because uh, something about they wanted him to have hair in the film because it's going to be like I said in the book. There's four different wardens or a couple of different wardens or so. To have the same warden, they wanted to show the grey hair getting yeah. greyer as yeah. time has passed, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, and, and I didn't. Re- the other thing was his height. He so, had to be the same height as Andy Dufresne because yeah. he wears a suit out to make oh, it look sort of half and ex- feet. Uh, to make so it if, look he's, if he stand right. at the bank with that suit on, yeah. and brilliant. it's all fucking smaller hanging off him, you know he was brilliant at the part because he's a hateful cunt. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> hateful bastard. <laughs> and that's yeah. and and he plays like, that part so well. He's uh, a hateful cunt. man too. Yeah, yeah. It's like the it's like. Your woman that uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, you know, you forget about acting. You uh, just hate them. Nurse Ratchet. Oh, you know, you just... Nurse Ratchet, I want my cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another classic we should probably do yeah. at some point. Oh, um, but so again, about redemption. About, redemption, about somebody yeah. l- escaping. About mm-hmm. somebody trying to get out of something or And, away and from somebody something. being in prison in a place where he doesn't belong. That's mm-hmm. what I was... Yeah. Th- I, I was trying to... Get, I was thinking that myself. I was going, what is the redemption side of it? It's just like... Yeah, I don't know. They, I don't, they deal with a lot of religious stuff in this film yeah. that is inadvertent. Uh-huh. But because those allegories and those sort of metaphors can be used by religion, yeah, people have linked it to, like even as simple as the rock hammer that they get in the as in Exodus. Yeah, and you know the the the, the going through the river of shit to to get to the water yeah. and be redeemed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then oh, and, and, and then the hands out. The and you're scene. going fuck me. Yeah, that's this is this is pointing scene. directly at religious imagery. Like. Well, you're talking there the famous scene, and I I do believe that became a famous scene because of the trailer. Yeah, because when I, it picked up, that was the big moment see, of sorry, and it sort of looks out of place. If you watch the trailer for the very first time, you hadn't seen it, and then watch that, you're going, "Oh, that's what that scene's about." But earlier, it looks so um, dramatic. It's, it's so, see, before we go on, did you ever find out what was the reason it didn't do well in cinema? That did not advertise they, it well. Oh, did right. Not, I, we, the, we, the name, actually, the name is a the name was, was, was a, a problem. One. Yeah, it was a problem. Pronounced People it? didn't know. Here's it. here here's there's a list. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they didn't. So it's a two and a half hour prison film. Right. So straight away, you're fucked. Prison films that time weren't weren't right. I know. Because of that, people go, I'll give that a go. (laughs) Only because prison films previous to that were quite stark and bleak. And Well, I'll tell you, this is how I actually got to see it. Me and my granny, I used to sit there on a Friday night, Mm -hmm. and she asked me to go and get two videos. I went to a local uh, video shop called Music Maker, and I got Shawshank Redemption and Just Cause. That's another. Oh, great show. That's another. uh, Lawrence Fishburne, isn't it? Unbelievable film. But I watched it in the right order. Right. Just cause first, yeah, okay. blew away, thought unbelievable. How are we going to follow this? And then Shawshank, <laughs> and then you put on Shawshank Redemption, right. and I watched the hundred times. That's broken. But it's it's the two and a half hour thing, right? There's no female characters. Yeah, that was us, right? Oh. It's bleak, and it has an un- unpronounceable name. And it's yeah. the summer of Pulp Fiction, changing independent film, mm-hmm. Speed, a fucking fantastic action Big film, yeah. and Forrest Gump, Forrest. probably one of the biggest blockbusters in film. So. Yeah. And as I said earlier, a lot going against it. Mate couldn't explain to you what it was. Yeah, do you know it was really hard to explain. I, what, 
and that's your but what happened then was and this is why it became what we know of it now it got nominated for seven oscars didn't win any yeah. But what? it got nominated, so seven so, times. Knew who it was. Nobody knew who it was. So seven times they were guaranteed on national television in front of 250 million people to say the name The Shawshank, the Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Yeah. And then on video, it went to. It was number the, one the, video the, rental for two years they in a row. released it? Aye, it, but it they had to go. back in the cinema before. That's what I was going to say, because I'd go to the cinema again and watch it. Before. Not here, no. I mean, at now? the time, like within a within month of its Aye. first release, they had to put it back in again because the sort of Oscar buzz had generated. But even then, it still wasn't big enough to make money. That was that was only them probably getting their sixteen million back. Yeah, uh, it was when it came to videos. When it came to, it was literally word of mouth that yeah. made that big. And I think, kind of what you said, when you watched it, you were like, "Holy fuck, this is amazing!" So then you went and told everybody. Yep. And the word of mouth meant that people were able to see past the name problem, especially here in Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> the what? The sha sha who? The what? <laughs> Uh, Shing Shong. <laughs> they, they got you know getting past that was again word of mouth recommendation, and then I think it might be the first time I've ever seen my dad uh, keep a film out on purpose the second night. Mm. Oh, knowing you're going to get the fine. Knowing he's oh. going to get the fine, he didn't care about getting the fine because he watched it again. Did he rewind to the start before he left the back? Did he fuck? We used to get that fine. Be kind, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> never did, never did, never yeah. did. But I could win just to get fined for it. The the children of today do not understand I'm not no. of how long it took to rewind a tape that you just got from the shop and you were dying or to watch. finding a spot that you want to see again. When you hear this one, I get a bollocking from my nephew because he, I'm now on his Amazon account, uh-huh. <clears throat> and uh-huh. I was watching something that he was watching, and because I left it off, and not the part where he left off. <gasps> I skipped that part. I broke it soon. I was like, how long am I first? Hmm. Check your fucking tone, like. Could <laughs> you in your bed? <laughs> Secondly, where's your father? Thirdly, just rewind it and using. Do you know what? Imagine on a video. Technology has actually ruined music for young people because they don't listen to albums anymore. No, no they skip to the famous songs or the popular song yeah. where we had to listen to the heap. The heap. Uh-huh. And you know yourself, and the, the songs you don't really like at the start end of the best ones uh-huh. of the album. Oh, oh absolutely. Any band you follow us. We talk about every, every album we cover, yeah. we always say we love the songs other side of the famous aye, songs or whatever, aye, you know. Aye. You hit the mainstream. That's, well, yeah. I, I, well, and this film kind of did that at the start. Yeah. Two fingers up the mainstream going, well, we aye. don't care. But the mainstream just embraced it then. And made a fortune. Jesus. So who made the fortune? Did they embrace it? Well, Castle he, Rock and, Castle TN, Rock and TNT, TNT bought Castle Rock. TNT played it over and over again. That was and they played it, it on the television. All the time, yeah. And is there any other movie that's done anything like this before or after or since? Well, there's loads that's made money, but you know more money I mean than it, but doing it that way, I don't, I don't know. And then was able to set a top of critics' then, lists for cent- no. no, everything no, else never been like, anything flunked on cinema, and then yeah. ends up people. No, no. well, the, the, the films I've mentioned, Citizen Kane, It's a Wonderful Life, and Shawshank, all flopped. Yeah, did, but they all set the top. Flopped? But none of them made the money that Shawshank made. No. No, none of them fucking were even close. Like, and then I mean, you're still you'll get Citizen Kane and It's a Wonderful Life and some people's top ten, or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, Shawshank became then a staple. Yeah, as we said. I'll tell you even better. I watched it a couple of nights ago because I knew I was doing this and had to pay for it. What? Couldn't get it on Netflix. No. I couldn't. It used to be on Netflix. It uh, only went off recently, right? Well, 
the last well, I had to pay for it on the Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Three fifty, three forty nine. Well, I'm out of pocket. Um, there's no, there's no refunds. Can you imagine there. many boys did that over <laughs> lockdown, like no refunds in the best of best podcast. Which <laughs> is no. uh, all research is done on your own money. Forgot my wallet. Here. Forgot my wallet. Here. <laughs> Change um, your favourite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we should also maybe then get back to the film. Um, yeah, fair play, though, because yeah. we, we completely went off. The, yeah. the, the prison, um, like you said, it was a, it was a bleak mm. sort of story. Um, and it, I was glad that it didn't sort of sweeten it anyway. You, you were hitting into, if you think of what was to happen, the... The rape scene, if you want to call that. Yeah. You know, this is what I was going to ask. Does thing. he get raped? Yeah. Over and over again. And I, do you know what? Mm-hmm. I only realized that this last time I watched it. Mm-hmm. I kept on thinking they beat him up because they had kept on getting smart ways out of it. And mm-hmm. do you know, remember he said, if you put that in my mouth, yeah. I'll yep. chew down, especially if you stick a, the spike in my brain. Yeah. Oh, no, but the other times then, when the lesson they read, it does sound like for the first two years he was getting done. Yeah. Aye. Um, and so you can imagine, again, it was done. That's how good it was done. Mm-hmm. In the sense that you didn't know, yeah, it sort of yeah. left you guessing. Some if you didn't want to go there, if you didn't want to go there, you didn't have to. But I mean, do you know that that the thing you talked about, where the the threat he made to the to the mm-hmm. to the attempted raper, uh, raper, raper, the sisters, uh, the sisters. <laughs> um, but that thing about if you, you know clamping down your jaw, can't be, like, yeah. I, that stayed with me. Yeah, for that's probably well, it's probably one of the main reasons I don't do it, but. <laughs> it, <laughs> It's just, just Hold I, on. Thought, I thought you meant because at that time when you were receiving it, you kept thinking about somebody could actually just you actually meant spike now that you head. thought receiving what you the thought the, that you were always going to be the one performing the act. Hey, that's what he's thinking. I was all I see. Listen, I always would see myself as the underdog, so I went. <laughs> I, I always seen myself as Andy Dufresne, and I never like I know you two cons would see yourselves as the sisters. I know you would. Just, <laughs> I just was, think warm mail. <laughs> Aye, this never has to be that aggressive. It can be fun. And could I just say that the tone of this podcast has been dramatically brought down by the presence of Strabane. <laughs> well, well you're warned from the outset, boys. <laughs> to be fair, this has been four months in the making. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of time to overthink it. <laughs> I know you could have stopped us. <laughs> um, but so Andy Dufresne plays a massive, obviously massive role. He's the lead character. But the role, actually in the book, the book's all led from Red. Yeah, um, so but you get that from his going, from yeah. his narration. You started yeah, getting red, yeah. red's the overbearing like voices. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's we're seeing everything through Andy's eyes, or in particular other people's eyes of Andy and what exactly. what he's yeah. doing. Just, just genius. Yeah. Uh, so he's also then because we should say he's he's different than the rest of the inmates in mm-hmm. the sense that he's educated, he's a professional job, he's was an accountant, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. Uh, and then he starts to bring those smarts with him into the prison. So you're talking um, the warden, obviously, catches on that Andy's good with figures. Mm-hmm. and he's Well, the big scene on the roof. Yeah, right that's, that's where it all sort of shifts for him, for better and worse. Yeah, the sisters left him alone after that scene. It, was, it was whenever they were on the roof and what do you call the, the real... Byron? Bastard. Uh, aye. Aye. He was mouthing the, the other guards about how much money he's losing. Mm-hmm. And um, by the time it gets him and government and tax and all out there, and then... And they piped up, mm-hmm. and he was going to throw him off the roof. He had him mm-hmm. hanging over the roof, and he explained very quickly that I can get you to keep the, all the money. Mm-hmm. You just have to transfer. Do you trust your wife? That's what he said there. 
Do you trust your wife? And this boy's a lunatic. Like, oh, fucking he's murdered. Psychopathic. He, he killed two people already up there. Remember the big That's fat right, guy yeah. cried mm-hmm. at the start? That's right. Beat him to death. And no, they knew that he's going off the roof. He was going He was going for a walk, he says. A long walk. <laughs> and he just got a loot. They can see for money. And then that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The new rate that's been valuable. It became then uh, a sort of... Andy became very important to, to the warden. Of course. But what he did then, that, that sort of... That selfless deed of instead of looking after himself... Uh, and only himself, he made sure everybody got. He didn't. He stopped because of the whole him blame for killing his wife. Uh-huh. That was his last drink. Yeah. So when he got the guys all two beers each, <laughs> he sat back with a smile on his face, just watching watch them watch enjoy it. it. Mm-hmm. And, and that, he didn't take a beer himself. And that's when then you hear Morgan Freeman's narration over the top of it. Yeah. Just, it, it does make it so poignant. It really yeah. is. It was, so, it was so well done. But again, let's go back to religion. They say that's that's an allegory for the, the Last Supper. But yeah. The where all the guys get their gettings and he just sits eh, accepting that that's it's habit. fucking everywhere there's so many yeah there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of Jesus stuff a lot it. of Jesus but that's we, we mentioned on him we gotta talk about Clancy Brown yes Clancy Brown plays the the, the, the officer the prison officer uh-huh. Byron do you know what Clancy Brown's in no you know one of them you know Highlander oh I I, he's the guy in Highlander I, right I, 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 do you know what else he's in he's a voice actor You've seen Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. yeah. You know the big fire fucking guy at the start? That's Clancy. Right. But also, do you watch Wayne's cartoons, boys? Yeah. Some of them are well. Does it, have, you ever, have you ever watched the little Spongebob? Oh, uh, He's Mr. Krabs. Get out Shut of here. He's up. fucking Mr. Krabs. Didn't I, I swear to fuck. Jesus. I was watching, there's a great documentary called I, uh, I Know That Voice. And it's about all the people that perform uh. the voice acting. And he's in the middle of it, and I goes, why the fuck's he in the middle? <laughs> Holy fuck! And then he does the voice, and was he it, says was he's... in Happy Gilmore, no? No, he's not in Happy Gilmore. But he goes, he's standing in the corner of a street, and there's this Wayne standing beside their mother, giving it the, the fall, no way, mom! And all. And he was like, and he goes, Mr. Krabs! And he does the voice, and the Wayne's like, just freaks the beans, like, and is just gliding, drifting home the whole day then. Like, oh, he was brilliant, yeah. He's, he's class. Another boy out. But the supporting actors, yeah, supporting actors are key in this as well. Aye, yeah, it, it fucking it envelopes it out a wee bit more because you're in there and you're going, okay, it's going to be pretty grim. But a guy who's in there, he wasn't supposed to have killed, but nobody knows, and he's getting fucking raped and battered and used and abused. Mm. And, but, and then all of a sudden, the tone shifts to he's useful. Yeah, that, yeah, that useful that they had baseball teams in getting their books done, and they had all their jail prisons when they were they must have been playing each other baseball, and then the prisoners, the, the officers. Yeah. We're all queued up outside his office <laughs> to get uh, mm-hmm. uh, the tax returns on. Yeah, I and mean, he so gets, he became he gets his job in the library and he gets his books and yeah. he gets his this and he gets his that. Well, again, there was a couple of like different, like as you talk about the religious themes, but I mean, even the 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 act of citizenship, if you want to call it that, mm. the relentless letters that he would send, yeah, <clears throat> for the for the books that someone along the line along the line went, just give him the fucking books. Aye, because but we have we have to mention. Like okay, Darabont was a first-time director, and a few people turned it down, and there wasn't much hope beyond the script, and you know all this palaver. Mm-hmm. But even that those scenes with him writing the letters is intriguing as fuck. Uh, and if you read that on a page, you go, "This is gonna be hard to film." Uh, but it's, it's still really, it's still really like you're excited to see a scenes about a person writing letters over and over again, and, and it's got, still done so well. Yeah. That, uh, and I ended up getting the books. And then straight away goes right. No, he said, I'm going to fuck it up again. <laughs> he goes, well, two letters a week now then. <laughs> on us. Um, because then, again, you're into another thing that they talked about was one of the biggest things, and it was the institutionalization mm-hmm. of a human. 
mm-hmm. you know how can they survive on the outside um if they've been there yeah. so long so we talk about uh, old man brooks 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 break your heart oh man uh, that's the killer in the film that is the killer yeah. um, that's the so fucking again if you haven't busy, watched it get busy a, living get busy dead yeah there's a there's a great uh great character that wasn't morgan freeman coming in there no was i was just i was wondering <laughs> who that was there was a uh, cut cindy morgan in there. <laughs> that was uh you get busy living sir hereby hereby let me tell you Get love. There was a bit of get there, there, there was a bit of Hugo in there, not going <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah, so I mean you you're talking uh the the sort of that that thing of how is people gonna survive afterwards. The uh, I one of my favourite bits of the Shawshank is Red's parole hearings. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Where he goes every time um for his parole hearing and each each time full of He's optimism, got full of energy, full of yes rehearsed. And, yeah. Practice and, and everything. And each time we know time has passed. Time is going. Yeah. Time, yeah. We're, we're, so we're, like five, we're clicking years. on really good, years here. Like we're really not. good tool for mm-hmm. the director to, to to have this parole here because you're not going to have one every year. Yeah. So it's going to be every five, ten years. Or something. Um. And again, so there's so many things. There's so many well, fucking elements that tie up right so well. When Red uh, did get out, mm-hmm. I know it's moving on, but you're talking about Brooks. So it's sort of he sort of followed in the same scenes as mm-hmm. him. He would sort of let us down. Remember the past? He went to the same room and all. You're oh, like, yeah, oh, you're thinking no, here we go. The big one for me, Red was a man that got things when he was in jail. Yes. And he could get you anything. Mm-hmm. And he was, a, no, he was useful. Mm-hmm. And then the scene of him in the shop and he put his hand up to go to the toilet. Yeah. And the young fella brought him over and says, listen, you don't have to ask to go to the toilet. Just mm-hmm. go. But it showed you this. The way he acted that part is just brilliant because it mm-hmm. showed that he was just vulnerable. He was he felt yeah. useless. Again, there's a big theme of where do criminals go after they've been, uh, maybe, like, yeah. he was in, what, 16 or 17? Come out as a sixty-year-old, you know. I did forty years, I think. So, how do you spend he your whole love, entire he, he, life? He came out in the summer of love too. Like, we'll talk about that. Then. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we'll we'll get to the end and all the rest. Yeah. But in the middle, then you've still got this sort of uh, intrigue going on, and uh, most of the prison, I think, most of the audience by the halfway through is thinking, Andy's definitely innocent. Yeah, you know, we're getting there, and then you sort of that reveal we talked about there was uh, Tommy coming in and telling the story. Yeah. And then it's 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 that sort of you know you, you sort of wonder at that point is that when he had planned the escape or had he been planned it the whole time, but when he went to the warden saying, I think he planned it from got, when he got the the the, the tool the tools yeah when he first got the because he's writing his name remember no uh-huh. uh-huh. but I walk him off just um and so but then I know the, what you mean because even they asked how because he was sort of years to get out well he was sort of he was sort of gliding on by wasn't he he was doing all these mm. things and maybe it was all part of the ploy but um, it's when he went to the warden to say I, I have proof now of somebody yeah. who said I'm innocent and uh, that's when to, it went into action and then he fucking killed the witness yep Bob Conton or Gunton, sorry. <laughs> Um God forgive you God that, forgive that man's dead <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah and there was a there was a, a I remember a thing at the time the Stephen King forum something that the two characters from one from the Green Mile and Shawshank were one and the same. Mm. The the guy that that killed the mouse. No, yeah, no, the uh, yeah, the guy killed the mouse, and the guy that um, actually carried out the robbery were the same people. Hmm. Mm. Right. I know that film, Dolores Claiborne. Dolores as well. Yeah, it was. It mentions the Shawshank prison. Does yeah. And Bob Gunton's in it. Gunton's in as well. Yeah. And then he's in. But it's two different characters, what? but I know. Dolores Claiborne was a, a, a film, came, another Stephen King film, and uh, it came out in 97, 98. Uh, later. Uh, same, exact same thing with Shawshank. I went to see it in the cinema, me and a friend of mine, and nobody else had it. Like, was it good? 
unbelievable it's a great show um it's uh, about a woman who is living with an abusive husband and uh they're trying to uh, kathy bell. bates kathy is, bates yeah it's another it's a, basically it's her second stephen king one obviously after misery right. yeah jesus what an alert um but yes yeah, so the lord slaver was the same vibe and the same sort of you know th- that there along with the green mile you would sort of nearly class as a trilogy type thing almost you know. well darabont directed the green mile yeah and adapted it but um, that was and then he did the mist that's his three that's his three King King ones, yeah. The um, mist is fucking great, isn't it? I was going to say three crackers. Aye, aye, great show, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I think st- just when you mentioned earlier on, Stephen King kept the, the $5,000. Stephen King kept the, f- I've got it written down here. Stephen King kept the $5,000 check, never cashed it, and he said uh, he sent him a note back years later saying, he framed case, it, didn't he? In case you ever need bail money, love Steve. <laughs> 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 Handed it back to him. Look. Five grand for the Shawshank. So, I mean, you're talking Darabont, then he got. Uh, he obviously got his fee. I think he got seven hundred and fifty grand mm-hmm. for doing the, the film, um, but then he had points on uh, income. So any income made afterwards, he had percentage of that. So still checks are coming on. Still little checks coming through the post. Ah, uh, Bob Gunton even says he still gets a residual for yeah certain for appearance oh, even yeah. to this day. Yeah. So once it's shown on TV, then boys get advertising money. So I went to look at the cast on Google. You know where it shows you the photos of the cast. Yeah. And it showed you every single person that was associated the. Shawshank on it, so they all must be getting money, and they all must have their oh, name so put in. Mm-hmm. Oh, because of, usually you get about five of the main cast, and then all just sell it. Well, <clears throat> it also shows you then that the gamble mm-hmm. Shawshank could have became an absolute. It could have stayed the flop that it was in cinema. Yeah. Nobody ever seen it. Nobody ever paid no attention to it, and those people lost out in a shitload of money. So mm-hmm. that, you can see how things they got can. can but work there's out. plenty of great films that that's happened to. Yeah, absolutely, and be it the time that it's in or just unfortunate circumstances okay that happens but this couldn't die it just kept popping it its head up all, up all the, the fucking time, time. Yeah. and it wouldn't go away and I think that's just the strength of the film yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's just the you genius know, of it and this is the thing you, you did mention earlier on about the lack of female representation on mm-hmm. it but a, a lot of females would love this film too adored yeah it's not a it's not a you know, sort of it's not the great escape yeah, it's not that sort of no. macho type of no. you know uh, all the all the men together doing things. This is this is very there's layers to this. You it's know, it's brilliant that the, the macho took, stuff. the macho just took out it. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's take it away. Well, actually, it's 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 the exact opposite, isn't it? I mean, yeah. there's nothing more macho or nothing less macho than having your uh, manhood taken away from you. Yeah, and, uh, so it was by the sisters. Yeah, by the sisters. So it was quite. Uh, yeah, uh, they, did you know the fucking one of the sisters, Boggs, mm-hmm. was supposed to be played by James Gandolfini? Yeah, he refused to do it. Tony Soprano? It was meant to be Tony was Soprano. Mm-hmm. Right? He was meant to be Boggs, the main guy of the sisters. So uh, that would have been, yeah, I don't know how that don't would know, have I, no. I don't know now because you Again, know Tony you Soprano, know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, and I don't know, if could you have looked at Tony Soprano if you'd known him, being the boy that's that had done that? Because where do Boggs go? I don't, I don't see him too many things after yeah. that now. Um, so th- you're talking then, the, the film went on to... Uh, but just quick before, what you were saying, just to be addendum to that, what, what they were talking about, the relationship between Red... And Andy, mm-hmm. they say it's the first representation of an honest male friendship on film that isn't based on an action or some sort of drama beforehand yeah. Yeah. or a sexual component. Yeah. It's just honest and innocent. And you can see it organically growing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And it's the first representation that where you go, that reminds me of a friendship I have uh, or how I got to meet this guy or, yeah. you know, this sort of... Back in Not the day. that I was in prison. I was going to say, back in the day when you were uh, <laughs> filing down shivs. University of Life. <laughs> <laughs> Wing four. No, I'm <laughs> um, So we have then, I mean, uh, the, 
obviously we talked about the name, so the name was a was a, a massive part of it. But Shawshank is the name of the prison, obviously. And yeah. that's, but um, when we talk about the redemption, we mentioned that. I mean, the religious element to it is so much thing. But during the film, you're you're the reveal. The reveal is probably one of the biggest, most refreshing point of my life is that reveal because <laughs> it's it's just after because the, the poster because you don't it's just know. after his two you months in know. the hole no. yeah so we have to build up to this it's he gets all the books he gets his first big package of whatever and he gets records in it and That's he right. goes into the warden's That's office right. mm-hmm. and plays this piece of music to boys which again is like another fucking religious moment because every rapist murderer lunatic in that yard stops dead yeah. to hear music being played over pa because they haven't so, heard well, music and well that's the first inclusion of woman yeah, women. that's right. Yeah, and it's it's that moment where you're going, he's going to get fucked for this, no yeah. matter how important he is to them. Yeah. They won't kill him, but no. they'll batter him, yeah. and they batter him and put him in the hole for two months. Two months, the longest ever. Yeah, the longest ever. Still. And, and that's the thing. We have the clip. We'll we'll play it. I have no idea to this day what those two Italian ladies were singing about. Truth is, I don't want to know. Some things are best left unsaid. I like to think they were singing about something so beautiful it can't be expressed in words and makes your heart ache because of it. I tell you those voices soared, higher and farther than anybody in a great place dares to dream. It was like some beautiful bird flapped into our drab little cage and made those walls dissolve away. And for the briefest of moments, every last man at Shawshank felt free. To give that sort of again, it's quite visual, isn't it? I mean, the it's music's beautiful, but it's not until you see the reaction it has on the people in the yard, in the yard, and the prisoners, and all the rest. And now, how manic it is! And he's locked. The, he's locked the, the office. He's door. locked the warden and all the officers out of the door. So he's sitting in there with a big fucking smirk on his face, and they're getting angrier and angrier and yeah. angrier. Yeah. And the how manic it is in the office isn't supposed to be. It's an office setting. It's meant yeah. to be tranquil. And mm-hmm. and then you look outside, and all these prisoners are having the most tranquil moment of their life <laughs> while in the office it's going fucking berserk yeah. and they're breaking one day and they're so kicking fucking it's, it's like the, the guards are going mental and yeah. The, yeah. the establishment's yeah. going mental and the and the yeah. prisoners were free and he did that a couple of times at the rooftop of the beach that's right. that's right he also then when he was doing his two months when he was doing his two months um he taught, brought Tommy through his education. Tommy, yes, his GED. Tommy, uh, he, right, yeah. uh, he couldn't read properly, and he, he, he remember he threw a wobbler at the end of it when his time was up and threw it in the bin, and, and he took it out and straightened it out and sent it away anyway. So while he was doing his his lockdown, he got word that the young fella passed. Passed, yeah. And then when he got out, then he had that part in the, in the canteen when they're all sitting, and he says that that uh, was the easiest time he ever did, and they were like, come on, man. He says, mm-hmm. Beethoven got me through it. Uh, yeah. Do you know when it was the first time people started chatting about knowing they can't take that away from me? They, yeah, the psychology of it. Yeah, yeah. But they can't take you know what you're thinking and yeah. your, the music was in your head and brilliant. And and I, I, I think it, it resonated with the audience too. It resonated I mean, with I, the, and the audience. You're going, I write no. Big time. If I had to go and do you no know, solitary confinement, what would it? You know, uh, how would I do it? Yeah. But that, you can leave the place in your head. Do you know mm. what I mean? You can get out of the walls. And that's your. That's the development that they have from there on in. Because what he's saying is, I feel great. Uh-huh. But they're all thinking. Because remember, somebody mentions he bought rope. Yeah, yeah. And they're all thinking he's actually yeah. lost it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's got. And he's talking about Zatanao and all this. And when he gets yeah. out of it, oh, and people are like, "Oh fuck!" He's and the next morning, because he loved. He loved Tommy. He loved yeah. the young fella. 
Do you know what I mean? And then there's took out, and not only that, his freedom. So he knows what the whole system's getting you know, going against him. The warden killed Tommy because he knew that you would stand up in a quarter law, would you? Yeah, and his asset's gone. His asset that Boom. he needs, he's Shot him. laundering all his money, would go. Yeah. So he can't risk that. So no. that two months in there, I would be thinking, is how he's going to fuck Fine everybody over. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, I had, had seen this and I thought, Jesus, is great. To prepare for the role, Robbins observed caged animals at a zoo. Spent an afternoon, an afternoon in mm-hmm. solitary confinement. <laughs> an afternoon. Spoke with prisoners and guards and had his arms and legs shackled for a few hours. Well, fuck, I would have prepared you all right. No much, af- no much af- research there, Timmy Robbins. I don't know <laughs> so he basically went for a nap. <laughs> an afternoon. <laughs> an afternoon. Nero had his way around fucking Italy <laughs> for three months <laughs> for Raging Bull. He Dan- went for an afternoon. Daniel Day Lewis became a tailor. Daniel Day Lewis. A cobbler. Daniel Day Lewis bees what he's going to be that whole uh, oh, uh. duration. He of went to Italy for a year to learn how to be a cobbler. Joined the uh, rat too to do the boxer. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Robbins. What are you going to say? He just was training to be a boxer. Joined the IRA box. Tim Robbins had a siesta. He probably bought beers and fags and all and all. That's not the same. Uh, solitary for ha- an afternoon, at least do 24 hours. Fuck hell, I don't want to get into the mo- role. But nice round number, like. Um, but again, I mean, it's it's pretty flawless performance, so obviously it the, is. the afternoon did, did, yeah. did him justice. That was all he needed. Um, but it all comes down to the, that one. It all comes down. So, I mean, the reveal, if you want to call it, I mean, the tension the first time watching it, yeah, it's very difficult when you watch. I watched it because I'd seen, you know, but again, because the, the thing was did, so that the book. Uh, well, because so many things were changed around, I thought, "Fuck, maybe they might change." Mm-hmm. Through the poster yeah. in the book, yeah, because Rita Hayworth was the poster, you see, so right. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. So, uh, I don't think it was Rita no, Hayworth. It's, it's, it's Raquel, Raquel Welsh, Welsh yeah. one. but it actually came about from because the first yeah. poster was Rita Hayworth. Uh, so, you've, you, as the audience, as well as Red, you're sitting there, and everybody has to come out for their the count. Mm-hmm. Yep, out of your cells, everybody getting counted, and nobody comes out of Andy Dufresne's. And you have yeah. Red, who knows everything that's going on yeah. because he's talking as if he's it's in the past. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and and you're with him, going, oh, uh, "Fuck, has he done the rope?" You know, he's hung himself. Yeah, he's hung yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah he's he genuinely thought first fought because he's not coming to, when they all have to come out. They yeah. call out in the morning, and he didn't come out. And they said, "You're in trouble. Come out now. You're going to get a beating." And then they were, when you see them going up to the cell, you're thinking you're going to see the legs hanging. Just and, well, I I I remember chatting to. Uh, Somebody not that long after it came out, and we were talking about it and all the rest. And at that point, my friend thought, because it was a Stephen King book, this is when the monsters and stuff came. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the supernatural thing was happening. Because was there a supernatural thing in it? No, there's nothing. But because it was Stephen King, he just... Uh, because if you think about... The mist if you is think, coming up. Well, if yeah. you think of how the good cell. it was done... The blob. And how well it was done. <laughs> like, when you... When, when they go into that cell, and they don't know how he got Aye. out... That initial, he was like, yep. I thought, oh, uh, fuck, here we go. He disappeared. From dusty dawn job. No, 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 no. He's been a ghost the whole time. Fuck no. Fuck you, Stephen King. He's, he's been dead from the second day. Want to follow him right up to the final run. Eh? So that's what he was saying. He goes, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be, because like, Stephen King fucking hard to get out mm. there. And then next thing. So the big, well, we can tell, obviously. The big reveal is then when he gets angry and throws the Yep, and you can watch pieces. that a hundred times. and still. Uh, the first time's amazing. First but you can amazing. still watch it. Because yeah. even, even when, even the very first time, if, if you watch it and he fires the chess pieces, uh, basically what happens is it, it exposes the hole he's dug behind a poster. That he's but been changing the poster. The rattle of the, the rattle of the pieces, the further, you know, Aye. that is, because even then, their faces is the same as the audience going, what? Aye. Mm-hmm. What? What's behind yeah. the wall? <laughs> yeah. He lifts and up the pieces, they're throwing them at the guards, and yeah. where is he? Where yeah. is he? And then, boom. So, and I mean, 
you started to get the red then starts to tell the full story what happened how you got rid of the soil and how you got yeah. rid of the dirt and how you got it rid must of have been out and then that no he knew how to leave yeah so he must have been down there mm-hmm. for weeks yeah and i mean it's he must have rerun that whole was journey every too, single night like it was there was thunder the night that he escaped and he needed to time it along with the I the think thunder there happen. has was there something about the weather forecast? Maybe mm-hmm. did, did he, in the middle mm-hmm. of it was he listening or something? I remember seeing it, was, it, it gives an announcement for a storm or something like that in uh, the background. This you know? is my time to go then. Time to go. And it's three posters over a period of twenty years. Three. So it's Rita Hayworth, Marilyn Monroe, and then Raquel Welch. Marilyn yes. Monroe, you're Marilyn right. Monroe, so it's yeah. fucking Gilda, Some Like It Hot, and One Million Years BC. Yes. But the question people always ask is, how did you put the poster back up? Uh, what a way I, I'd How say, would you do it, Ronan? Uh, well, whatever, if you ask me. Ronan too. <laughs> With Ronnie and Ronan. Ronan B. Um, just open the bottom bit and claim it and let it drop. Yeah, let it drop down. That's how I would have done it. Sure. Well, uh, well, do you know what after my... See, I, the prob- I, I, prob- I have my head. The problem I was going, did I get blue tack back well, in? <laughs> the problem I would have now, uh, first time thinking about it, is how would you reach out to put it back in? Because you couldn't turn you yourself around again. How do you turn yourself? Around? How do you turn yourself around to put it back on to the put wall? It back stuck? On the wall. Well, you just let it fall. But how did it stick? Who said it stuck? Ooh. Here we have our boys. Well, the the theory that's been put out there is he licked it, and when it fell, it stuck. Ah. We better wait on it. just a wee bit of the breeze from right, going right, down. Right. It would stick. There you are. So but then, by the same <laughs> logic, the breeze would have pushed it back open again. Back open again but and they would have walked in, there'd just been a big fucking hole there. And they went, How do you not see that? But the lick might have been strong enough. Good lick. <laughs> Good lick. Fierce <laughs> licking. Fierce bit of licking. Fierce bit of licking, sir. Uh, <laughs> stuck to the wall. Uh, so, yes. In that big hole. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember trying to put up old posters in the room in the morning. It was very much, Oh, you need tape for Lick a fucking thing. <laughs> I've been licking ever since. <laughs> Right, <laughs> so we get uh, to the escape, yeah, yep. which is, I suppose, the redemption as such. And again, we're 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 two hours in, like, yeah, we're I well mean, in, we're so fucking, much, yeah, we've seen so much, and this is the this is probably the most but important. Part. Another big important thing that he sort of exposes, if you want to do that, um, is the f- how easy it is to fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, which is another message that came out of it too was. Yeah. Here's what you can do. This how does how, the elite how, get richer? Yeah, how do you, this is how you do it. This is mm-hmm. how you sort of make up a person doesn't exist. This is how you do it. And it gets like, oh, fuck, and this is exposing so much shit that's mm-hmm. going on. Criminals were running on a, yeah. no, were running a jail, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And there was money to be made in that because it was slave labour. Yeah. He basically had um, boys that could go out and do roads and all that sort of stuff. And well, uh, he, he went in for the lowest price mm-hmm. and beat out like legal tender tradesmen and yeah. all that yeah. by just selling boys for nothing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and he fucking laundered the money. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't, he mightn't want some of the jobs he didn't do. No one yeah. got money off mm-hmm. the contractor then the, mm-hmm. so they could get it. So, mm-hmm. he was, so he was pop quiz bastard. for the two Ronins. Row, row, row two. Row, 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 row your boat. What was the name of the fake guy he made up? Oh, I can't oh. Was it Richard something? Oh. I have no idea. Just ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I never checked. I'm going to have to look that up. Andy Refrain. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking good one. Yeah. That'll be the one now. That's for the I'll podcast. Andy Refrain. That's the name it. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you were... You were you come to the end, and, and the joy of it was then because Red 
That's this is what I'm going to say. That's why I think red, red puts the it puts the red into redemption <laughs> because his <Puns>. final <laughs> his final parole here. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Now, what I love about the film is it's complete. Randall Stevens. Randall, Randall Stevens. Stevens and he <laughs> I had to look it up. I had to look it up because he was town red. Yeah. Randall Stevens. Knows if the follow the paper trail, where you're going to end up, yeah, Randall. That's it. Yeah. And then he went in every single bank, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cashed it all with in. the new shoes on and the suit yeah. fitting, and I oh, loved it. But what I loved is it completed perfectly with that nothing was left. No, the yeah. question because you're saying red, red did his last parole uh, interview, and he was just honest and didn't give a shit mm-hmm. and said, "Young fella, listen, yeah, no, I'm becoming new." And uh, what was the question your man asked him? Are you? What he called when he rehabilitated, rehabilitated, and he yeah. says I don't understand the word. And then they went to explain him, and he just he stopped him on his feet and says, mm-hmm. started doing the whole thing about, do you know, I'm here forty years. I would love to have a good talk to that young fella. Yeah, do you know? And mm-hmm. and again, because it uh, that's what was beautiful about it is all the previous times he was being fake. Yep, rehearsed, rehearsed stuff, rap. firing it out, and think uh, saying, saying what, he, bo- what, what he thought they wanted to hear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this was yeah, so that's why I loved the bit. I thought it was and really then he part. went sort of they followed the trail of Brooks. And no, no, I see it at the end. <laughs> I thought no, but we also have read. No, we have to also mention first that the the the, the baddies. Yes. Oh, right, right. right. Oh, uh, he made sure to red. send all the info to the newspaper. Yeah. Newspapers, yeah. Who the yeah. cops are coming? The warden blows his fucking own head yeah. off, and yeah. and the Byron gets fucking Byron starts crying, which is great. Oh uh, man, everyone just gets them covered. Oh, it, you know, they, they never let. And apparently, and I don't. This is what I've heard, but apparently they were going to stop it at, um, Red just getting out. Right. Okay. Or they were going to stop it at him on the bus. I before aye. he gets to Andy. Oh, okay. I, and then you still don't know if Andy's life. Yep. So he goes and gets no, the no. studio. The studio actually came in and said, "We demand that you film something in Mexico and mm-hmm. Zwatanao, and you can we can uh, get a better closure." That was the most I can't, Im- I can't imagine it not being there though. Uh, no, no credits. The hog. Yeah. The hog's ah, massive. You're just like the two of them hugging. Credits coming up after him just being in the boss now would be a bad. Mm. Yeah. No. And they never hugged or embraced or anything for no. thirty years or whatever mm-hmm. or forty. And that's what I liked about you said about the sort of completeness of it like it, <sighs> everything was tied up it didn't leave you and it, and I think that's why it's so some satisfying movies like maybe. It. Yeah. some movies that you're going on to, to leave you to your own imagination I, hate I don't know we talked about it before we talked about it in a previous podcast about the Sopranos ending and the way it ended and you're like mm, it's up to yourself uh, how it went but no I, I can't a agree. lot of films I, are ending up like that so they can do sequels and stuff I think yeah. and, but this was just no there's only there's only one Shawshank by <laughs> well the, the, there's another scene that was cut out I was actually trying to find the description of it there it accidentally was shown on TV one night in America where um, it's more of Red uh-huh. him being released you know mm-hmm. and uh he said that it shows one of them shows Morgan Freeman's character struggling to adjust to life outside of prison, just like Brooks. But in the finished film, we see him bagging groceries and sitting along in a halfway house. But in this scene, he's walking down the street, and he says, "Women too." That's the other thing. I forgot they were half the human race. There's women everywhere, every shape, every size. I find myself semi-hard most of the time, cursing myself for being a dirty old man. Not a not a bra in sight. Nipples poking out everywhere. Jesus pleases. <laughs> Jesus, please. <laughs> so he's just walking in the street going, everybody's in the nap. What the fuck's going on, Nick? Uh, do you know what was I'm mad? glad you didn't put that part in. Do you know aye, because it sort of it's ruins him a wee bit. Dirty. Aye, and I wasn't like it. Aye, he's not like it. So you know what a part, a wee part I loved was when Brooks got out 
and I went, the words just speeded up. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. And this is the fifties. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The words just got himself in a <laughs> yeah. big hurry, and you're like, the boys went in that in just seventy, seventy one, seventy two, and getting mm-hmm. out now. Well, he went in. There was Jesus. probably he said he seen one locomotive before he went to jail. Yeah, so come out on. then. They're, just, they're everywhere. And there's a radio playing in every street corner. <laughs> you know? and it's just too much noise. And even for us, we're looking back on yep. something that's in the fifties, whatever. You know, yep. So, uh, right. So I mean, the end. Obviously, we, we know we know the end. And if you haven't watched it. You know, we shouldn't be listening to this first, anyway. Uh, but it's it's sort of it it finalised a lot of things <coughs> that that you said that, that, that sort of loose ends were all tied up. Um, the legacy then of Shawshank the film. Mm. So obviously Morgan Freeman we talked about he goes on yeah. to bigger and better things. Tim Robbins has a bit of a uh, more director and writer. More he did, di- yeah, he did. Um, I love Tim Robbins and was it Blue Streak? Was it or? It was Lammy Lawrence, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> That's a comedy, like, but he thought he'd... Oh, it's not Blue Streak. It's, um... Is it, it's not he thought it, his wife was... I uh, some, I remember. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. a comedy, but... It's a comedy it's, one, yeah. Please but then, I, was he, was he... He he wrote and directed Dead Man Walking. Dead Man Walking. Oh, oh, so uh, no, not Tim Rowe. Uh, no. Um, there you go. <laughs> he had flat out he was alright this is say he was he fucking was was it time with the Popeye back in the set <laughs> <laughs> Darabont then went on to loads of stuff he did quite a few he stopped the films more TV while, now. and then he went on to Walking Dead he's the showrunner show. yeah. he got uh, fired from it he got fired that's right from <laughs> season from one um, the, the Stephen King then obviously just continued to churn out about five books a year um, I don't know how you write so man. many um, well he's you know he likes drugs he likes drugs. Oh, liked, liked, liked Hunter liked. S. Thompson job. Well, no, it was after Misery. Remember, he did the, the whole story about Misery. It was him. He actually got hit by a car. I mean, and he sat, he lay yeah. in the ground with his legs broke, going, How am I? No, that wasn't Misery. No. He wrote it about after it, though. No. No, because I was at his house the year he got knocked down. And that was well, the, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. 99. Was but, it not? I thought it was based on him, actually. No, no. Well, Unless, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You were at whose house? Stephen King says. Well, over the back fence and on the one door, what's there? No, Bangor, Maine, in America. Just went for a visit? Just drove up one day and said, well, Steve, <laughs> Did you meet Stephen King? He didn't. Uh, funnily, he couldn't come out because he had two broken, right, so that, two that broken legs and a broken back. You so, should have went down, man. <laughs> <laughs> so for... But what you implied was that you met him there. No, I didn't. I just said I went to Stephen King's house. I, was, I, I went up to your house there yesterday, remember? No, uh, that's brilliant. What does it sound like? I went into the fucking house. <laughs> I, went up I didn't go up and wave him. So he says that uh, it's obviously relevant. The man broke his leg, so misery would have been something you'd maybe yeah, right no, after. No, no, but misery was long it, before. It, it was but long he before. just says, I went up to this house one day, and that's... I went up to the house the year he got knocked down, in 99. But I genuinely the thought the whole drug thing was around his, because he, he was injured. He, Unless he was he knocked down twice. Addicted to... <laughs> it could have been. When that's, did the movie come out? Misery? Oh, it was 90s, 90s. So it was after? 91, Very early. Oh yeah, I was definitely after. Um, oh well, that's had, that's right, why we right. had we were part of a not going to do, we were part of a project over there, and, and I had wanted to go because like what were the chances of being in? Of Sabu, course, Bangor, Maine. I'm mm-hmm. me, massive Stephen King fan. I was like, can I go and see where he lives? So then we went to see where he lives. Except you went and, to uh, buy your Nike. That's where I got my Nike too. <laughs> What's going on here? Oh, he's talking about my stand up now. Can't bring stand up in here, Roman. They don't pay for it. We're all something. Uh, <laughs> more importantly, I don't. I don't know any of your material. Yeah, do you no, not? No, no, have no, you never went to see him do stand up? I'm not allowed. What? <laughs> we lies. tell that story. No. Go. 
Two times oh, I just saw No, there was incidents. Nothing nah. to do with him. Well, have you put him? Nothing to do with him. I just blame him. Have you died in your hole the two times Ronnie went to see? No, yeah. he didn't die in his hole. There was twice there was these fucking mad groups of hecklers Ugh. that were on a separate party and acted like complete spooks. So, like everyone, people in the audience trying going, God, shut the fuck up. I'm oh, trying to do it. It's like, it's like people go around on their way to do it. Uh, you don't even think they were fucking uh, trying to uh, get attention. That's unbelievable <laughs> because uh, you go to any other sort of social event or anything like that, there people pay attention. Yeah. Maybe there were two East Mix at the front and they were going to the, hear me, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to help you, but there were like 30 in this business. Well, group. that basically sounded like me uh, to Stephen King's gardener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't let us <laughs> climb, <laughs> climb over the... Co- he has a spider web uh, gates, obviously. Well, wouldn't you know? I could just thing. picture oh, you nipping yeah. over him gates. Um, but to be honest with you, I was... <laughs> bad knee, bad knee. <laughs> but, uh, it, was, it was fucking good back then, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a very strange one because his house um, is... When I got up to it, I was like, is this it? Hey. Stephen King lives here. We room at the back, taping away like a good one. We room. So we went then to the local Borders bookstore. Mm-hmm. And because he just had the accident, they had a, a book open, like a condolences or sort of get well soon book or whatever. Fuck, it was bad then? So, oh, he, he was nearly dead. Like, I mean, yeah, he had a really, really bad accident. He got fucking really badly hurt. Uh, so we wrote up, I'm sure somewhere along Stephen King's fucking property, there's a, a line written by me from... Uh, oh, God, was this, in the, decade. was this in the late 90s? This is 99. You read wrote some gay oh, stuff there. Oh, boys. I love, love you, Nolly. Oh. <laughs> but in the Borders bookstore, they showed the f- an aerial photograph of his home. Oh, holy fuck. You only seen the garage, did you? No, he, he basically, the front of his house is the house that he's always just was, him and his wife first went to. Yeah. But then he must have bought all eight houses behind that. <laughs> oh. And he has just extended the whole thing, but all the same width as the front house. So when you're looking at this house where we were, Looks we were standing in the garden, you're like, is this it? And then you see the aerial view and it's like a fucking warehouse. Step to the side. It's massive. Absolutely huge the whole way back. You can't download books, lad? No, I got fucking... It's, he's, he's getting full, he's, he's getting full cash for everything. Full cash. Um, so yeah, Stephen King. Uh, then obviously the, the, the next sort of... Uh, the similarity that we talked about earlier was Green Mile. Mm-hmm. You can sort of see a natural link then. It, it wasn't officially held at Shawshank. Um, yeah, but it was... Setting it's uh, same, same era, same time, and sort of you know, obviously, from Stephen King. You want to hear a fun fact? Go, Go ahead. Never was the green mate. What? Swear what? Swear to God. By hooker crook. I don't know how it happened, but I've never Rolling seen it. from oh, the best man. of the best hasn't watched uh-huh. Surely that's holy lord. Surely we're gonna have to change Roland. We'll have to sort that out. And I've yeah. seen Edward Penis Hands, but yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen the green mate. Penis Hands, <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. <laughs> The porno about Edward Scissorhands? No. Oh. For the science class. Get on her, boy. Get on her. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, Ronald right. Mullen. What? What? I know. I don't sure, know. What if you're a movie buff, sure. I don't know why it's... Do you know what? I, I, loved, I loved the film, but it sort of left... I was, I was disappointed because everybody made it out to be the next sort of yeah. Shawshank sort of... Do you and know? That, that's where I sort of... People went... It's no Shawshank, and I went. Uh, ah, why are you comparing them? I don't know. Uh, like it's because they were both in the prison, they were both older yeah. things, but it's not the same thing What's at all. The um, supernatural that was stuff the first. Them? That was the first Stephen King. I think we talked about it in a previous podcast. That was the first Stephen King um, novel that was released in installments. Oh, so Green, Mile? Green Mile. Green Mile. So it's a monster. It's, it's a three-hour job too. It's the first time it ever happened in his writing career. I don't think. He's, I think he's done it since. So every month he'd release. The books, right? So there were six books. Did you read the books? Of the Green Mile. I 
and I live in fucking Oman, Tyrone, so I had to go and torture the fucking Carlisle bookstore. Oh, Every fucking day after school. Is it in yet? Is it in yet? No, not yet, love. And I'm like, oh, gee, I wanted to find out how it ends. Shows you this how is long before. This is long before. nowadays, oh, hey, when you have to oh, go. Oh, man. Jesus. You know, you're See, waiting and waiting. Access, and and I, and, but I think then the, the excitement, like I read the finish, it was like, I think they were all done in 90 minutes or 90 page installments sort of thing. Okay. And so the 90 page, I read that evening. That who knows how to make money. Justice, exactly. But even back then, so I'm trying to think what year that would have been. So it had to be, Green Mile had to be 96. I don't know when the film came out. The film might have been. Oh, the the film was later on, but the book book was 96 or whatever. So every single day after school for the last month. So, But the way I worked it out too was I ended up paying... Twenty-four pound for oh, a novel, right? Do you know what I mean? So Are as you, you say, like fucking genius, like fuck. When I add up, because I couldn't wait to get the fucking last book, but everybody across the world was the same. And mm. then the her releases it as a book. <laughs> <laughs> so he did it like the graphic novels did. He did it like he a six, hell off. six, six, six novels, Brilliant. one every month for six months, Brilliant. and then like what three, four months later, he just released the book as a full book. I was like, I respect him more now. Aye. It's mad even when you think back to you know, how you had to look for things back in the day. Yeah, go to your way. Like. I can download the Green Mile now on my phone. Do you know what I mean? Or just read it. any information you want. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? So why? was it a more magical time? I think it was. No, I was. Yeah. Although, if you were to stop me, I think I might have been 15 or 16 at the time. If you were to stop me at that stage and go, would you like it to be yeah. more? Like, give me the fucking book now. <laughs> <laughs> you, can have, you can have every album, phone, yeah, pop yeah, up, yeah, just yeah, at your fingertips. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, just give it to me. Yeah. Must have paid for it. Oh, it's $14.99 a month. What? It's fourteen ninety a fucking album now. No, it just doesn't work. None of people complain sense. about it. Oh, we're just starting to get money here, the guy. But think about how it's broke down now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know why it's not called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption? The film? Because uh-huh. people kept, actresses kept auditioning for Rita Hayworth. I've seen oh. that. And Rita Hayworth's not in it. They even had a but drag queen. But they would go, queen. yeah, I read your script. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Rita, Rita Hayworth's not in the script. A drag queen turned up for yep. the auditions. Didn't know anything about the film. But because Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank because it was based... On that novella, even though the film was end up mm-hmm. just been called the Shawshank Redemption, uh, a drag queen turned up for the audition, thinking she, he he she was going to be a mm-hmm. sister, brilliant Rita Hayworth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't even get a sister role. No. Uh, so yes, it's, thank you very much. Uh, you obviously love the film. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you obviously love yeah, the film. It's, yeah. it's it's actually it might be my favorite all time. Yep. Uh, it's it's up there for me now. Top I always ten, deny it. I always, me, I always top say top ten, Connor. It wouldn't be top five. No, no. What are you talking about, man? No. There's too many. There's too I many. Throw a couple up there that you're just that's knocking it out of that top five, please. Well, we've done a few of them already. Well, just give it. I know. Godf- How long he's doing it now? Well, are you all the Godfathers? Godfather one or two, not three. Uh, not two. Uh, two for me, anyway. Two for me. Uh, Godfather two is amazing. Well, I wasn't a big Godfather lover. Mm. Aye, I said it. Twelve Angry Men. Would be another. <sighs> Tried to watch that for the first time, but a month ago couldn't stick it. Really? Couldn't sit for it. Why? That's a wild film. <sighs> Man, I got a hangover. I see. That's the problem. Uh, Casablanca, another great one too. Never seen. Mm-hmm. You ever see Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Mm-hmm. No. Fight Heat. Club. Why? <laughs> Fight Boy. Heat's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Would Heat? You put Heat above? Shawshank? I would have Heat in there in my top ten too. Mm-hmm. I would have him brilliant. In but they're all it's all re- see when you're in like, well, when, you're my, when you're in my top 50 I can't say what's your best deal yeah. what's, Aye, your, what's your best deal because there isn't one there isn't my number one no. there's uh, my there's my 400 but I, they're all my favourite and I can be in the farm run that day you ask yeah. me tomorrow I want Somebody, to watch right. Predator like I think Timeless Films Predator's one Predator's one yeah. Yeah. Do you know it's one of the ones you can watch tomorrow and it doesn't look because it's, it's in a jungle yeah. Aye. Yeah. So you know, it's a, like, yeah. and there's no technology but the day after you want to watch Die Hard 
<laughs> and then the day after that, Edward Pena fans. Yeah. Rocky Wan, you have to watch the wrestling. <laughs> Rocky Wan. Okay, uh, right, Ronald Boyle, uh, one half of Strabanter. Thank you yes. very much for coming in. Um, I enjoyed everybody. Nice. I hope everybody has uh, signed up to your page and following you, making uh, a fool of yourself. Fo- with a decent following, nearly 60,000. 60,000? Uh, I'm famous, but I don't have a penny. Uh, people sure. think you have money. 60,000 people following you. I do. So that's 60,000 free baps you could get if you needed them. I get a lot you, of free you, stuff you, now never, around the town and all. Never go hungry. Do you get free stuff in the town? All the time. We get fuck all. We get nothing. We don't you just, get you just don't show your faces, you see, boys. Aye. But you're looking at our faces. You should record it. Aye. You should don't. record this and put it on YouTube. Aye. Are you going to be doing Because this is interesting stuff here. I'm telling you, the stuff that you do is people are, like, a couple of guys work with me listening to it religiously. He's I think they're actually, the, uh, they're in the, what they call it, Patreon. Oh, very good, yes. You know what I mean? So, don't, well, it's a different podcast, but anyway. Do you, you not have a Patreon? Nah. No. Well, he's listening to the, That's his three. You, your two, and Geddes. Yeah, see, we're in the top three. But, but no, the, the, that, there's a difference, I think, if you get the visuals going and win. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of faces. If there were, if there were ever faces mm. that were made for podcasts. <laughs> but Connor, I know you're, you just don't like, for some reason, you just don't like having your jazz out there. Nah. You just don't like it, and it's one of the things that I would say. Because Guy O'Connor, as a stand-up comedian, is one of the mm-hmm. best in the country, but he doesn't. He holds himself back on that end. Mm-hmm. You know, he's well known on the on the, the circuit, but I'd, when it I'd, comes, I'm, I would be the opposite of you. Actually, yeah. I'm well known <laughs> the thing, but in the circuit, I'm shit. <laughs> you, uh, the other half of your uh, Strabanter is not in the country. So the other half is Anthony Duffy. Uh-huh. Anthony's living in Boston. He's from Straban. Uh, and this is how it all started. We had a relationship online then since he left, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And we had the same, same old humour. Mm-hmm. Different approaches, but we laughed at the same things. And it was all related to growing up in the Ballycombe Estate uh-huh. in Straban. So what happened is on our normal Facebook page, we, at the weekends we'd have a couple of drinks and we'd go metal. <laughs> And that I got to the stage where, like, so say you had a thousand people on your friends list and only five like what you're at. <laughs> you're like, right, you know what, in case we're torturing people, let's do a page. Mm-hmm. And this is genuinely how it started. So we set up the Strabanter. We actually called it Robo and Strabatman's party page at the start. <laughs> Adam, we were trying to keep sort of, it was all mad lip videos and going live and stuff like that. I said, we'll put it on there. It means that if somebody wants to watch us, they have to follow the page. Yeah. And we'll see where it goes. 60,000? Uh, just mm-hmm. steam, That's where it goes. Rolls, right? Well, listen, thank you very much for giving thank us your you time guys. to come on to uh, The Best of the Best. So please share it on the Stravanter page. And uh, we we love Stravan. Um, Ronnie has to. <laughs> we do. Uh, I love his, I love the videos, man. Uh, I love yeah. all that. They're, they're fucking great. I hear the new one's brilliant, Thanks, actually. Man. I think the new Orange Man one? Orange Man one, yeah. fucking uh, brilliant. brilliant. Because I'm... Well, I'm starting to get... <laughs> oh, don't don't start. <laughs> Okay, on that note, that's for after the recording. Well, uh, thank you guys. Uh, really appreciate you asking me to do it. Well, it's a pleasure Thank you very much. And uh, yes, yeah, so go and watch the Shawshank Redemption. Go and follow the Strabanter page and uh, go and send us money to um, any of our home addresses whatsoever. Yeah. We will take all, uh, all currency, no matter what way, big or small. Whatever way you want to fold it up, just put it in and we'll take it. Thank you Just very much. get busy living and get busy dying. Ching chunk. <laughs> there must be a con like me in every prison in America. I'm the guy who can get it for you. Cigarettes, a bag of reefer, if that's your thing, a bottle of brandy to celebrate your kid's high school graduation, damn near anything within reason. 
Yes, sir. I'm a regular Sears and Roebuck. So when Andrew Dufresne came to me in 1949 and asked me to smuggle Rita Hayworth into the prison for him, I told him, no problem. Hello, hello, and welcome to Best of the Best Podcast with myself, Connor Keyes, alongside me as always, Mr. Ronan Mullen. Ronan number one. Ronan number one, and we have a very special guest. We have a Ronan number two. Ronan Boyle here. Thanks very much, Connor. <laughs> I'll just say this might be the first best of the best for the intelligence drops a wee bit. <laughs> no, no, no. We had Mickey Bartlett on before. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, you're very welcome, and uh, thank you very much for coming on, Ronan. Uh, we'll we'll get on to your uh, your online presence and, and uh, later on maybe, and uh, we'll talk about that. But you're here today with uh, one of our faves and uh, your favourite film, which is. Shawshank Redemption, everybody. Oh, yes. So Shawshank Redemption, um, I would say probably ended up on most people's top ten list, maybe. Um, uh, it holds some like mental record. It's never been out of the top five rated films I was since it came out. Yeah, I was going to argue that like that? has to be top five, everybody. Like, there's nobody I've asked to do me a top five that Shawshank doesn't get on. Yeah. It did become quite a, a, a cult classic initially, mm. and then became just a massive global success. But we'll talk about that. So, yeah. 1994, um, Shawshank Redemption, based on uh, the, the novella. Nova- different seasons, Stephen King, short yeah. storybook, which so, also had The Body, which was Stand yeah. By Me, and it also had App People, if you've ever seen it. Yeah. The one about the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Brian Singer directed. Brian Singer. Uh, so, yes, uh, I'll... I'll Proclaim myself now a massive Stephen King fan when I was younger, so I had read that uh, novella and all that. I've never before. read it. Yeah, I've never actually read it. But it's called Rita Hayworth and Rita the Hayworth Shawshank and the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean the the difference in in the book and the film is yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, really, really big. Red's black. Red's black for a start. Do you know whenever that first? Because I had read it, and, and the only reason I was so young and reading Stephen King is because my uncle was into Stephen King, and I would read, rob his books and read them. Uh, I, whenever the poster came out for it, because I was the only one who even knew, because like the name itself was the book called Shawshank Redemption. It's called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, right. But nobody. Whenever I seen the poster, I thought Andy Dufresne. I thought Tim Robbins was playing Red. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, because you, when, uh, when I read the book, I was you've like, got oh, him in your mind. Yeah, so I didn't even look and see. Well, I don't know what Morgan Freeman's playing in this, but obviously, Aye. you know, I don't know what what's that black guy doing there because Red's <laughs> obviously going to be the white boy because mm-hmm. in the book he is uh, a red-haired Irishman. Yes. Um, uh, but and they answer it by just making the joke. Yeah, why they, are you called uh, red? Sure, my phone, Irish. Yeah, yeah. Irish Mar- and that's Irish. it. That's yep, the that's only. It. So Frank Darabont, uh, the director, um, who was relatively new to the whole yeah. thing. This um, is first major film. He was a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote a lot of TV shows. That's where he met a lot of actors that are on this. He, he worked on Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that's that. Right, yeah, but he got big money from. He wrote the Fre- third Freddy film. Mm-hmm. Dream Warriors. The third seen one. That, the third one. Seen that one. And he got big ten for it. So oh, yeah. he was like a gun for hire script doctor, and yeah. he would do up fucking all these films, and they would hand him when it's final draft and go, "Can you fix any scenes in it?" And he was that guy. But what the most important aspect of that was, he had worked on a Stephen King script before. Yeah. He and he went to Stephen King. Stephen King sells the big books for big money, but if it's an independent artist, like a first-time director, or whatever, he'd sell for a one dollar. Yeah, he does a dollar deal for any up, deal. Up, 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 upcoming directors who want to... Or film students. Or film yeah. students who want to sort of adapt his short stories. He won't sell the big ones, but the short ones. So a dollar he sold. Shawshank. Talk about a genius. No, he man. didn't oh, sell. Sorry, Shawshank was... Sorry, it was, was 5,000. 5, 5,000 he got for Shawshank. Because the money yeah. he got for Dream Wars, Frank Darabont, he walked up and said, listen, 
I have an idea for this. Stephen King actually said to him, I don't know what your idea is because there's nothing there. It's yeah. a fucking prison film where you're just in a uh, prison the whole day. Yeah, King couldn't see it. He couldn't, he couldn't see, see the it. film being made. Could he not? No, no. He didn't think it was going to be Which is really strange when you think of what you know now as the film. Well, but the like film, he said from the, the short story, there's very little going on. Like, yeah. and, and I mean, It did die in a toll too, didn't it? Oh, it died when it came out, yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. it, it lasted. It uh, not that Oma is the benchmark for any uh, successful <laughs> film. But Except it, for Michael Collins. <laughs> <Michael Cole. laughs> I got the bus from Japan, the Oma again. What's Michael Collins? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, no, that's right. You got the bus from Stravan. Only a Stravan. When I was drunk, bear, at one stage, one of my mates was walking up the hill in the bare belly, vomited everywhere. <laughs> no. We got rote off to go to Oma to watch Thank <laughs> Thankfully, I wasn't there that night. <laughs> I did watch it. No, so, but, uh, so Shawshank Redemption lasted one week. Yeah. One week? One that's week right. is all it got. And uh, I, I happened to be there with a youth club. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a member oh, really? and so I got in to watch it because but I, you would have went out of your way to go and watch it because you read the book because I'd read the book because I'd seen it but, but I never uh, on the flip side of that I didn't even know it was in the cinema it I knew nothing until did you read the book the, no 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 I knew nothing until the video but we'll talk about that in right, a bit as yeah. well so whenever that there was four people in the cinema fuck me and I think it was I don't know I think it was Forrest Gump or something big was on that everybody else was really going to just see just swallowed it up just but I, I was like I gotta see this so when it, they all it, it was the summer of Forrest Gump Pulp Fiction Speed hey, Speed it might have been maybe so, what yeah. about seeing it in the cinema oh Aye. unbelievable yeah because um, be it's a cinema film like. but, this, but do you it's see when it starts and, he's, and Morgan Freeman starts talking and I'm going is the black boy red? Mm-hmm. I still couldn't get past. You know, and now, it's, it's, now you can. Morgan, Morgan Freeman's the number one narrator oh. for anything. Yeah, that voice yeah. in there. Um, Sat nabs. And- <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's where that started from that. But uh, we're, we're, we'll come on to that because again, it didn't do well. You had a twenty, you got twenty five million, um, a twenty five million budget. You got for well, based for on it. based on the screenplay because Castle Rock who bought it wanted Rob Reiner, who's an executive in Castle Rock, to direct it. He directed mm-hmm. Stand By Me. So they were like Stephen King. I think Rob Reiner wanted it, actually. He wanted it. He mm-hmm. wanted to do the whole... But once they read the script, they realized if we don't give him what he wants, he can just take the script to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So they let him first be a first-time director of a major film. Mm-hmm. And that's when all the lunacy started with different actors coming in and who was going to play who. Well, as we always do in this podcast, we'll talk about who could have been. Uh, so there, Ar- Andy a, Dufresne, yeah. there were a couple of different... Um, there was quite a few. Yeah, There was Johnny Depp, there was even Gene Hackman at one point. There was The, the one that actually got in the room was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Hanks. Tom Hanks as well. Tom Cruise actually turned it down only because Hanks made a. He, he could do it. You could see uh, it, you, especially then, ninety four. Uh, like. Yeah, um, yeah. But Cruise got in the room and actually said because Darabont is a first time director, he's yeah. Cruise walked out because he wasn't an experienced enough director. So, I think it, to the benefit of the film, <laughs> Cruise walked. Yeah, out. I agree. Right. Uh, so, I mean, we've said that before. We couldn't think anybody else doing no. that role, but no. uh, I think Reiner had um, Gene, had, Gene Hackman and Robert Har- Duvall. Aye, but he had Harrison Ford lined up for red. Hmm. Which is what his vision was, so... It was the perfect storm. We had the right people and the right yeah, I think, rules. I think I so, think. yeah. I think you had the right people. And then you had the right um, sort of the the chemistry that happened between... Like you talked about it, the cinematography of it, because Classic. the worst thing is people listening now, any younger ones listening now who have watched it, maybe they might have watched it on Netflix, and they've watched the restored HD version. Most people I know experienced this on a 14 inch portable tv on, on a video player top loader yeah <laughs> <laughs> but so we'll, we'll, we should talk about that how how it became 
for, from a film that failed because I think they only they only took in sixteen million out of the twenty five million, yeah, yeah. so they lost nine million of it. Uh, and then, um, well, there was a few things started to happen. Sort yeah. of things started to fall in place. But uh, I mean, for, um, for us here in Ireland, I mean, you're talking extravision is what made us word of mouth. <laughs> yep. Word of mouth. But and, I'm trying to even to. say the name. <laughs> My mates are going, "Hey, you want to see the film Shang Tsung's Redemption?" Do you know what was just <laughs> what? Well, you need I, to go and read it, man, and yourself. I have one written down that Tim Robbins said in the documentary. People keep walking up to him in Russia and going, "You're the guy out of the Shang Tsung reduction." <laughs> Shank Shank reduction. reduction. <laughs> oh, we were, it was called everything hand, you know. And and watching it the first time, I mean, it, it is, it's a fantastic film. I, I think it, I, I was nearly with Stephen King. I think it did a better, you know, it, it did something I didn't think was possible. Because if you read the book, the stories are so, like you've, the guard that we see in the end, the prison warden. Mm-hmm. That's about four different wardens all in one. Yes, in the books. In the books. Yeah. They're all right, different, right. you know, different th- the whole way through. Uh, Tommy, the kid the kid who comes in, who yeah. tells, ends up telling me yeah. he was with the prisoner who killed. Uh-huh. He, he's like, he uses that as leverage to move to a better prison right. in the book. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't actually. Right. He doesn't try to help him. He sells him out. Yeah. So and then the film, they flipped right. that. And they flipped it also. Just I mean, it, yeah. yeah. Um, Brad Pitt was, was meant to be Tommy. Was to be Tommy. And it was, it was signed up and everything. Yeah, he was in. Thelma and Louise Thelma became Louise. so successful that he guy that did it. Did he end up in Alan McBeal or something like that? Or, you know, he didn't... Gil Burroughs yes, or something? He did. Yeah, he, he did, I. He was in Alan McBeal. I knew it was Reface. That's right, it was Alan McBeal. I wasn't even researched, Mr. Boyle. No, I watched it a couple of days ago. There's no research, boys. You'll find out when the rest of us... So that's... I suppose we should get into the actual contents of the film. So if you haven't seen The Shawshank Redemption, please do, obviously. Hmm. Um, but if you have, you'll know the story. So it's about Andy Dufresne, who um, is a new arrival coming to uh, Shawshank, the Shawshank Prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't act as I say. It's a, it's a, is it in Maine? It's in Maine. Everything that Stephen King normally writes is in Maine. Uh, so the Shawshank Prison and uh, the opening section is Morgan Freeman, the, the Velvet Tones. Mm. Yeah. Uh, at the time, again, relatively unknown uh, in the big scheme of Morgan. things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It done Robin Hood. Hood it done was driving Miss Daisy after I, this. It was the one that really he stood out like it's him and Tim yeah. Robbins and that. He it starts off them coming in and he's taking bets. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the guys are all coming off mm-hmm. the, the bus with their chains and their. And do you know Morgan Freeman's son is one of the people? No, shouting fresh fish or fresh meat. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the ID. The mug, his ID. The his mugshot. mugshot from when he first went in. The is son. It, is it's Morgan Freeman's son. Freeman's son yeah. Boy, she's your wild smart, eh? <laughs> it's, it's called But reading. it's one of the ones where I was... It's called reading. It's see the boy from Mr. Van getting all impressed. Jeez, boy, she's fucking reading, eh? <laughs> How do you get it? <laughs> don't, don't say this shit about Mr. Van, man. She's going to... Ron is my Mr. Van woman, you know. Mr. Van fucking loves me. Mr. Van loves you, too, literally. Mr. Van loves me. Because you married it. Yeah. Who's not, that? Not that, that <laughs> big fucking idiot there from throw. I don't want to be there. We're all thrown, boys. Let's all love each other. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get some redemption in here. Shink chunk. Shink chunk. So you've got this this set set in what year? I think it's 1950. The 40s, I think. Like 40s. Is. Um, and I'm sure there is, he's actually been in there for like 20 years, I he's think. 20 years. He's 20 years in, yeah. So, um, and it sort of tells... Uh, 
we don't want to give anything away, but at this stage, I'm sure, I'm hoping that most people have watched it. No, this is what I want to get to because I work with young people uh-huh. and I mentioned Shawshank Redemption when we're chatting films and half of them haven't seen it. Oh my God. What? I know. I thought it was one of them. You know, I can understand somebody, I like a right somebody going, now, I, I can yeah. understand people saying, oh, I didn't see The Godfather, I didn't see Citizen uh, Kane, I didn't see, the, all right, fair enough. But this? I know. Because it still looks fucking incredible. It looks amazing. Because it's in the time it is, it's never going to age. It's never going to age. It always always works. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Uh, you were talking about uh, Big Lebowski before we started. And it's the same cinematographer. Oh, right. Okay. He did the Big Lebowski. Also, he just won the Oscar for 19... Roger Deakins. Oh, right. So he's, he's... Fucking cream of the crop. Like he is the boy. Like 1917, didn't they? 1917 and Blade Runner 2049. He won oh, two Oscars sure. for them back yeah. to back. Um, so the, the the level of skill. Oh, so we talk about a cast because Tim Robbins, relatively unknown. Relatively Definitely unknown, but well, a, more or less unknown like over here. Anyway, but, but an actor who was very like he, a lot of big directors wanted him in their films. Like I like think he that, was just in the Hudsucker Proxy, the Coen Brothers films yes. with Roger Deakins filming it. And when he came to this, he went, "I'll only do it if Roger Deakins is filming it." For yeah. me, he spotted because he knew this guy fucking knows what to do. Like. He knows what he's doing, but yeah. Um, and you've got the the sort of Robbins wanted to. I don't know what you would call it. He wanted to sort of make it a as appealing as possible the character because mm. this is the other thing you have to. It's a fine line when we're watching this the whole time. We don't know. Uh, he's been accused of murdering his wife, and we don't know, thing, f- and we don't know really yes. what the truth is. Yeah. You know, we don't know for sure, and that's the sort of thing I actually have seen recently. Uh, within the last month, I think maybe total filmed it last month. Twenty reasons why Andy Dufresne is actually guilty. I've heard this too, and they go through the whole right. thing. I've heard this too. Did, and did you do the research, Red Connor? Have you got? No, I just read that article. And went. Oh, give us a couple of reasons. Uh, I can't remember them. See you, to my boys. Well, well very straightforward. Well, well, the one that's most obvious is when when Tommy tells him he was in a pr- prison previously with a guy who claimed to have murdered yeah. the people that sound similarly very similar yeah. to his case. He doesn't react the way me or you would if yeah. you've been in there for 15 years and yeah. somebody went, I know you didn't do it. Me and you yeah. like, uh, But I think that's, uh, that's actually his character. He's, from the off, he was cool and clicked. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you look at even at the start when they would put the money on him, they cry. Yeah. yeah. Not a word. Well, that's what I think. I don't think, uh, I think it's more just hindsight and the fact that it's been analyzed so much. Mm. You know, that's when you know a film reaches into that uh, level of yeah. fandom when people are going, here's the alternative theories. Yeah. yeah, you know, because they yeah. analyze it so much, brilliant. and that just keeps it to the point. I just, if anything, sort of cements its position as being really important to people. Like they've mm-hmm. fucking watched this over and over again to come up with alternative fucking theories. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's kind of like, he, is, I'm not going to say he's an everyman. He's not. He sort of the way I'm thinking about him is, and especially back then when you think of the movies, it was all action films, and mm-hmm. if people explain to you what that's about, you know, what's this movie about? Action, action, action. Trying to explain Shawshank was like you need to watch it. Yeah. But he's, I think that character sort of carried on. If you think uh, Breaking Bad and all, the mm-hmm. intelligent, yeah, yeah, yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't one, think yeah. he's going to be cute and cunning, but he's yeah. fucking cunning. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And it's not physical. It's all mm-hmm. brains and, you know, mm-hmm. and so, it's brilliant. So we have, backing him up, obviously we talked about Morgan Freeman, um, who this did make him. Yes. This, oh, absolutely. Set him er, regardless of it made everybody had made yeah. Tim, Tim Robbins as well. Um, That's their best, best thing they've done. Yeah, the best thing they've done. I wouldn't. Uh, and then you have a couple of great character actors who've been about for a long time. Bob Gunton, um, Bob Gunton, playing the warden, the warden who um, was fantastic and did a really good mm-hmm. job. He he was in the middle of filming Demolition Man. Yes. 
at the time. And he was bald. He, he was probably bald. got he the had, money. He had the head shaved. And the so. demolition man too. Oh, wow. oh, and he had to come, uh, he, had to, he had to wear wigs for his test, screen no test, because uh, something about they wanted him to have hair in the film because it's going to be, like I said in the book, there's four different wardens or a couple of different wardens. Or, so to have the same warden, they wanted to show the grey hair, getting yeah. greyer as yeah. time has passed sort of thing. Um, but yeah, and I didn't, re- the other thing was his height. He so had to be the same height as Andy Dufresne because yeah. he wears a suit out. To make oh, it look sort of half. and ex- fit. Uh, to make so it look realistic. if he stands right. at the bank with that suit on yeah. and brilliant. it's all fucking small or hanging off him. You know he was brilliant at the part because he's a hateful cunt. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <a> hateful <laughs> bastard. And, and, that's, yeah. and, and he it's plays like, that part so well. He's a hateful cunt. That's how you know. Yeah, it's, like the, it's like your woman that uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You know, you forget about acting. You just hate them. Nurse Ratchet. You know, you just... Nurse Ratchet, I want my cigarette. Uh, another classic we should probably do yeah. at some point. Oh, um, but, but again, about redemption. About, about redemption, somebody yeah. l- escaping. About mm-hmm. somebody trying to get out of something or And, away and from somebody something. being in prison in a place where he doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. That's what I was, yeah. th- I, I was trying to get, I was thinking that myself. I was going, what is oh. the redemption side of it? It's just like... Yeah, I don't know. They, they deal with a lot of religious stuff in this film yeah. that is inadvertent. Uh-huh. But because those allegories and those sort of metaphors can be used by religion, yeah. people have linked it to... Like even as simple as the rock hammer that they get in the, as in Exodus, yeah, and you know the the the, the going through the river of shit to, to get to the water yeah. and be redeemed, yeah, and then and then the hands out the and you're scene. going fuck me, yeah, this is this is pointing directly at religious imagery. Like. Well, you're talking there the famous scene, and I I do believe that became a famous scene because of the trailer, yeah, because when I, it picked up, that was the big moment see, of. Sorry. And it sort of looks out of place. If you watch the trailer for the very first time, you hadn't seen it, and then watch that, you're going, oh, that's what that scene's about. But earlier, it looks so um, dramatic. So see, before we go on, did you ever find out what was the reason it didn't do well in cinema? Did they not advertise it well? Oh, right. The name 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 was a a a problem. Yeah, it was a problem. People didn't know. Here's there's a list. (laughs) 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 I can't believe they didn't. So it's a two and a half hour prison film. Right. So straight away, you're fucked. Prison films that time weren't weren't right. And now the because of that, people go, "I'll give that a go." <laughs> you know, only because the prison films previous to that were quite stark and bleak. And well, I'll but, yeah. tell you, this is how I actually got to see it. My me and my granny, I used to sit there on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and she asked me to go and get two videos. We went, to, I went to a local uh, video shop called Music Maker, and I got Shawshank Redemption and Just Cause. That's oh, another great show. That's another Just Cause. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, isn't it? Unbelievable film, but I watched it in the right order. Right, just cause first. Yeah, okay. blew away. Thought unbelievable. How are we going to follow this? And then Shawshank. <laughs> and then you put on just, right. And I watched it a hundred times. That's broken. But it's it's the two and a half hour thing, right? There's no female characters. Yeah, that was us, right? Hmm. It's bleak, and it has an un, unpronounceable name. And it's yeah. the summer of Pulp Fiction, changing independent film, mm-hmm. Speed, a fucking fantastic action Big film, yeah. and Forrest Gump. Probably one of the biggest blockbusters in film. So, yeah. and as I said earlier, a lot going against it. Couldn't explain to you what it was. Yeah, do you know it was really hard to explain. I, and that's your. But what happened then was, and this is why it became what we know of it now. It got nominated for seven Oscars. Didn't win any, yeah. but what? it got nominated. So seven so, times. Knew who it was. What it knew was. it was. So seven times they were guaranteed on national television in front of two hundred and fifty million people to say the name, the Shawshank, the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. And then on video, it went to... It was number they, one they, video rental for two years in a row. They released it? Aye, it, but it they had to go... back in the cinema? 
before that's what I was going to say because I'd go to the cinema again and watch it of not here no I mean but at now? the time like within within month of its Aye. first release they had to put it back in again because the sort of Oscar buzz had generated but even then it still wasn't big enough to make money that was that was only them probably getting their 16 million back yeah uh, it was when it came to videos and when it came to it was literally word of mouth that made yeah. that big and I think kind of what you said when you watched it you were like holy fuck this is amazing so then you went and told everybody yep and the word of mouth meant that people were able to see past the name problem, especially here in Tyrone. <laughs> the what? The sha sha who? The what? Shing chong. Shing chong. You know, getting past that was, again, word of mouth recommendation. And then I think it might be the first time I've ever seen my dad uh, keep a film out on purpose the second night. Mm. Oh, knowing you're going to get the fine. Knowing he's oh. going to get the fine, he didn't care about getting the fine because he watched it again. Did he rewind the start before he left the back? Did he? Fuck. We used to get that fine. Be kind. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Never did. Never did. Never yeah. did. But I could. We just to get fined for it. The the children of today do not understand no. of how long it took to rewind a tape that you just got from the shop and you were dying or to watch. finding a spot that you want to see again. When do you hear this one? I got a bollocking from my nephew. Because he, I'm now on his Amazon account, uh-huh. and uh-huh. I was watching something that he was watching, and because I left it off, not the part where he left off, <gasps> oh, I skipped the part of the book and scene, and I was like, how long am I first? Hmm. Check your fucking tone, like. Because <laughs> you're going to get bit. <laughs> Secondly, where's your father? <laughs> Thirdly, just rewind it, and he was like, oh, no. And the, the, you know what? Imagine on a video. Technology has actually ruined music for young people because they don't listen to albums anymore. No, no they skip to the famous songs or the popular song yeah. where we had to listen to the heap. The heap. Uh-huh. And you know yourself, and the, the songs you don't really like at the start end up the best ones uh-huh. of the album. Oh, right. oh absolutely. Any band you know, I follow us. We talk about every, every album we cover, thing. we always say we love the songs, other side of the famous aye, songs or whatever, aye, you know? Aye. You hit the mainstream. That's, well, yeah. And, and, well, and this film kind of. Did that at the start? Yeah. Two fingers up the mainstream going, well, we don't care. But the mainstream just embraced it then. Made a fortune. So who made the fortune? Did they embrace it? Well, Castle Rock and and TNT bought Castle Rock. TNT played it over and over again. And they played it on the television all the time. Yeah. And is there any other movie that's done anything like this before or after or since? Well, there's loads that's made money. More money than it, but doing it that way, I don't don't know. And then was able to sit atop of critics for No. No. Everything no, there's else, never been like, anything flopped on cinema and yeah. then ends up people... No, well, the, the, the films I've mentioned, Citizen Kane, It's a Wonderful Life, and Shawshank, all flopped. Yeah. But they all set the top, But none of them made the money that Shawshank made. No. no. None of them fucking were even close. Like. And then, I mean, you're still... You'll get Citizen Kane and It's a Wonderful Life and some people's top ten or whatever, but, mm-hmm. I mean, Shawshank became then a staple, yeah. as we said. I'll tell you even better. I watched it a couple of nights ago because I knew I was doing this and had to pay for it. What? Couldn't get it. And Netflix, no. I couldn't. It used You're to be still, Netflix. Uh, but I, it only went off recently. Right. Well, the last. Well, I had to pay for it on the uh, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Three fifty. Three forty nine. Well, I'm out of pocket. Um, there's no, there's no refunds. Can you imagine it. many boys did that <laughs> over lockdown? Like no refunds in the best of best podcast. Which <laughs> is right, no. uh, all research is done on your own money. Forgot my wallet. Here. Forgot my wallet. <laughs> Change um, your favorite. Here. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, <clears throat> we should also maybe then get back to the film. Um, yeah, fair play though, because yeah. we, we completely went off the point. Yeah. The the prison, um, like you said, it was a it was a bleak mm. sort of story, um, and it. I was glad that it didn't sort of sweeten it anyway. You you were hitting into if you think of what was to happen the 
the rape scene, if you want to call it that. Yeah. You know, this is what quite I was going to ask. Does thing. he get raped? Yeah, over and over again. And I, do you know what? Mm-hmm. I only realized that this last time I watched. Mm-hmm. I kept on thinking they beat him up because they had kept on getting smart ways out of it. And mm-hmm. do you know, remember he said, if you put that in my mouth, yeah. I'll yep. chew down, especially if you stick a, the spike in my brain. Yeah. Oh, no, but the other times then, when the lesson they read, it does sound like for the first two years he was getting done. Yeah. Aye. Um, and so you can imagine, again, it was done. That's how good it was done. Mm. In the sense that you didn't know. Yeah. It sort of yeah. left you guessing. Some, since if you then, didn't want to go there. If you didn't want to go there, to, you, you didn't, didn't have to. But, I mean, do you know that, that the thing you talked about where the, the threat he made to the to the, mm-hmm. to the attempted raper? Uh, raper? Rapist? The sisters. Uh, the sisters. <laughs> um, but that thing about if you, you know clamping down your jaw can't be... Like, yeah. I, that stayed with me. Yeah. For That's probably... Well, it's probably one of the main reasons I don't do it, but... <laughs> it, <laughs> It's just, just I, thought, I thought you meant because at that time when you were receiving it, you kept thinking about somebody could actually just you if actually meant spike now that you head. thought receiving what you the thought down. that you were always going to be the one performing the act. Uh, that's what he's thinking. I was all I see. Listen, I always would see myself as the underdog, so I went. <laughs> I, I always seen myself as Andy Dufresne, and I never like I know you two cons would see yourselves as the sisters. I know you would. <laughs> just, I just like warm mail. <laughs> It uh, never has to be that aggressive. <laughs> Can we find? And could I just say that the tone of this podcast has been dramatically brought down by the presence of Strabane? <laughs> well, <laughs> well t- you were warned from the outset, boys. <laughs> to be fair, this has been four months in the making. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of time to overthink it. <laughs> I know you could have stopped us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so Andy Dufresne plays a massive, obviously, massive role. He's the lead character, but the role actually in the book, the book's all led from Red. Yeah, um, so but you that get that from his on, yeah. from his narration. You started it's getting yeah, red, yeah. red's the overbearing like voices. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's we're seeing everything through Andy's eyes, or in particular, other people's eyes of Andy and what it's what genius. he's doing. Yeah. Uh, so he's also then because we should say he's he's different than the rest of the inmates in mm-hmm. the sense that he's educated, he's a professional job, he's was an accountant, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. Uh, and then he starts to bring those smarts with him into the prison. So you're talking um, the warden, obviously, catches on that Andy's good with figures. Mm-hmm. and he's Well, the big scene on the roof. Yeah, right that's, that's where it all sort of shifts for him, for better and worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. the sisters left him alone after that scene. Uh, it, was, it was whenever they were on the roof and what do you call the, the real... Byron? Bastard. Uh, aye. Aye. He was mouthing the, the other guards about how much money he's losing. Mm-hmm. And um, by the time it gets him and government and tax and all out there, and then... And they piped up, mm-hmm. and he was going to throw him off the roof. He had him mm-hmm. hanging over the roof, and he explained very quickly that I can get you to keep the, all the money. Mm-hmm. You just have to transfer. Do you trust your wife? That's what he said there. Do you trust your wife? And this boy's a lunatic. I like, a fucking oh, he's murdered. Psychopathic. He, he killed two people already up there. Remember the big That's fat right, guy yeah. cried mm-hmm. at the start. That's right. Beat him to death, and you no, know, they knew that he's going off the roof. He was going. He was going for a walk. He says a long <laughs> walk, and he just got out. They can see for money, and then that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. new rate that's and it, valuable. It became then uh, a sort of Andy became very important to to the warden. Of course, but what he did then that, that sort of that selfless deed of instead of looking after himself uh, and only himself, he made sure everybody got. It didn't. He stopped because of the whole humbling for killing his wife. Uh-huh. That was his last drink. 
Yeah. So when I got the guys all two beers each, he <laughs> sat back with a smile on his face just watching watch them watch enjoy it. it. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I didn't take a beer himself. And that's when then you hear Morgan Freeman's narration over the top of it. Yeah. Just, it does make it so poignant. It really yeah. is. It was, so, it was so well done. But again, let's go back to religion. They say that's that's an allegory for the, the Last Supper. The, yeah. The, where all the guys get their gettings and he just sits eh, accepting that that's... It's fucking it. everywhere. Isn't it? There's so many. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of lot of Jesus stuff. A lot it? of Jesus. But that's we we mentioned on him. We got to talk about Clancy Brown. Yes, Clancy Brown plays the the the, the officer, the prison officer, uh-huh. Byron. Do you know what Clancy Brown's in? No, you know one of them. You know Highlander. Oh, I didn't I, he's the guy I, in Highlander, right? I, 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 Do you know what else he's in? He's a voice actor. You've seen Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. You know the big fire fucking guy at the start. That's Clancy. Right. But also, do you watch Wayne's cartoons, boys? Yeah. Some of them are well. Does it, have you ever have you ever watched the little SpongeBob? Oh huh? He's Mr. Krabs. Get out Shut of here. He's up. fucking Mr. Krabs. Didn't I, I swear to fuck. Jesus. I was watching, there's a great documentary called I uh, I Know That Voice. And it's about all the people that perform uh. the voice acting. And he's in the middle of it and I goes, Why the fuck's he in the middle? <laughs> Holy fuck. And then he does the voice and was he it, says he's in Happy Gilmore, no? No, he's not in Happy Gilmore. But he goes, he's standing in the corner of a street and there's this Wayne standing beside their mother giving it the, the fall. No way, mom. And, all. and he was like, and he goes, Mr. Krabs. And he does the voice in the Wayne's like, just freaks uh, the beans. Uh, like, and it's just gliding, drifting home the whole day then. Like, oh, he was pretty yeah, yeah. He's he class. Another boy. But the supporting actors, yeah. The supporting actors are key in this as well. Uh, yeah. it, it fucking it envelopes it out a wee bit more because you're in there and you're going okay it's going to be pretty grim but a guy who's in there he wasn't supposed to have killed but nobody knows and he's getting fucking raped and battered and used and abused mm. and, and then all of a sudden the tone shifts to he's useful yeah not yeah. that useful that they had baseball teams in getting their books done and they had all their jail prisons when they were they must have been playing each other baseball and then the prisoners the, the officers yeah. were all queued up outside his office <laughs> to get uh Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a tax returns on yeah. I and mean, he so gets, he became he gets his job in the library and he gets his books and yeah. he gets his this and he gets his that. Well, again, there was a couple of like different, like as you talk about the religious themes, but I mean, even the 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 act of citizenship, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. the relentless letters that he would send, yeah, <clears throat> for the for the books. That's someone along the line along the line went, just give him the fucking books. Aye, but we <laughs> have we have to mention like for, okay, Darabont was a first time director and a few people turned it down and. There wasn't much hope beyond the script, and you know all this plava. Mm-hmm. But even that, those scenes with him writing the letters is intriguing as fuck. Uh, and if you read that on a page, you go, "This is gonna be hard to film." Uh, but it's still really, class. it's still really like you're excited to see a scenes about a person writing letters over and over again, and, and it's got, still done so well. Yeah. That, uh, and I end up getting the books. And then straight away goes right. No, he said, I'm going to fuck it up again. He goes, well, well, two letters a week now then. <laughs> um, because then, again, you're into another thing that they talked about was one of the biggest things, and it was the institutionalization mm-hmm. of a human. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how can they survive on the outside um, if they've been there yeah. so long? So we talk about uh, old man Brooks. 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 Break your heart. Oh, man. Uh, That's the killer in the film. That is the killer. Yeah. Um, That's the so fucking... Again, get if you haven't busy, watched get it... Get busy a, living. Get busy dead. Yeah, there's a there's a great uh, great He's, character. That wasn't Morgan Freeman coming in there. No, nah, I was just I was wondering who that was. There was <laughs> a a cutscene to Morgan there. <laughs> that was... Uh, you get busy living, sir. Hereby. Hereby, let me tell you. Get love. There was a bit of, get there, there, there was a bit of Hugo in there. I'm not going <laughs> <lie. laughs> um, But yeah, so I mean, you, you're talking uh, the, the sort of 
that that thing of how is it, people going to survive afterwards. The, uh, I one of my favorite bits of the Shawshank is Red's parole hearings. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, where he goes every time um, for his parole hearing, and each each time full of He's optimism, full of energy, full of yes, rehearsed, and, yeah. Practicing and, everything. and each time we know time has passed. Time is going. Yeah, time, yeah. we're, we're, so we're, like we're clicking on really good, years here. Like we're really not. good tool for mm-hmm. the director to, to to have this parole here because you're not going to have one every year. Yeah, so it's going to be every five, ten years. Or um, and again, so there's so many things, there's so many well, fucking elements that tie up so well. When Red uh, did get out, mm-hmm. I know it's moving on, but you're talking about Brooke, so it's sort of he sort of followed in the same scenes as mm-hmm. him. He would sort of let us down. Remember the past? He went to the same room and all. You're oh, like, yeah, oh, you're thinking, Jesus, oh, here we go. Oh, the, the big one for me, Red was a man that got things when he was in jail. Yes, and he could get you anything, mm-hmm. and he was a no, he was useful. Mm-hmm. And then the scene of him in the shop, and he put his hand up to go to the toilet. Yeah, and the young fella brought him over and says, "Listen, you don't have to ask to go to the toilet; just mm-hmm. go." But it showed you this: the way he acted that part is just brilliant because it mm-hmm. showed that he was just vulnerable. He was he felt yeah. useless again. There's a big theme of where do criminals go after they've been uh, maybe like yeah. he was in what sixteen or seventeen, come out as a sixty year old. You know, I did forty years, I think. So how do you spend he your whole look, entire he, life? He came out in the summer of love too. Like we'll talk about that. In yeah, <laughs> um, and. Well, we'll get to the end and all the rest. Yeah. But in the middle, then, you've still got this sort of uh, intrigue going on. And uh, most of the prison, I think most of the audience, by the halfway through, is thinking, Andy's definitely innocent. Yeah. You know, we're getting there. And then you sort of, that reveal we talked about there with uh, Tommy coming in and telling the story. Yeah. And then it's 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 that sort of, you know, you, you sort of wonder at that point, is that when he had planned the escape? Or had he been planned it the whole time? But when he went to the warden saying... I think he planned it We've from got, when I got the, the 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 tool. The tools. Yeah, when he first got the tools. Yeah. He was writing his name, remember? No, uh-huh. 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 a bit of walking off. Just um, and so but then I know the, what you mean because even they asked how it would take he was sort of years to get out. Well, he was sort of he was sort of gliding on by, wasn't he? He was doing all these mm-hmm. things, and maybe it was all part of the ploy. But um, it's when he went to the warden to say, "I I have proof now. I have somebody yeah. who said I'm innocent." And uh, that's when it went into action. And then he fucking killed the witness. Yep. Well, Bob Conton or Gunton, sorry. <laughs> Um, God forgive you. God that, that man's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and there was a there was a. I remember that a thing at the time, the Stephen King forum, something that the two characters from one from the Green Mile and Shawshank were one and the same. Mm. The the guy that that killed the mouse. No, yeah, no, the uh, yeah, the guy killed the mouse and the guy that um, actually carried out the robbery were the same people. Hmm. Hmm. Right. I know that film Dolores Claiborne. Dolores as well, yeah. It, was it mentions the Shawshank prison. It does, yeah. And Bob Gunton's in it. Gunton's in it as well, yeah. And then he's in. But it's two different characters, what? but I know. Dolores Claiborne was a, a, a film, Kim, another Stephen King film, and uh, it came out in 97, 98. Aye, later. Uh, same, exact same thing with Shawshank. I went to see it in the cinema, me and a friend of mine, and nobody else had it. Like, was it good? Unbelievable. It's a great show. Um, it's uh, about a woman who is living with an abusive husband and uh, they're trying to... Uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Yeah, it's another... It's a sec- basically, it's her second Stephen King one, obviously, after Misery. Misery. Yeah. Jesus, what an older uh-huh. Um But yeah, so Dolores Claiborne was the same vibe and the same sort of... You know, th- that there, along with The Green Mile, you would sort of nearly class as a trilogy type thing, almost. You know, well, Darabont directed The Green Mile. Yeah. And adapted it. But um, that was... And then he did The Mist. That's his three... That's his three King, King ones, yeah. The um, Mist is fucking great. Isn't it? I was going to say three crackers. Uh, there, uh, great show, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, and I think just when you mentioned earlier on, Stephen King kept the, the five thousand dollars. Stephen King kept the. I've got it written down here. Stephen King kept the five thousand dollars check, never cashed it, and he said uh, he sent him a note back years later saying he framed case, it didn't he? in case you ever need bail money. Love Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Handed it back to him. Look. Five grand for the Shawshank. So I mean, you're talking Darabont. Then he got uh, he obviously got his fee. I think he got seven hundred and fifty grand mm-hmm. for doing the, the film. Um, but then he had points on uh, income. So any incumbent made afterwards, he had percentage of that. So still checks are coming on the still checks coming through the post. Uh, Bob Gunton even says he still gets a residual for yeah certain for appearance oh, even yeah. to this day. Yeah. So once it's shown on TV, then boys get advertising money. So I went to look at the cast on Google. You know where it shows you the photos of the cast. Yeah, and it showed you every single person that was associated the Shawshank on it. So they all must be getting money, and they all must have their oh I didn't name put it because of, usually you get about five of the main cast and then all. Just well, <clears throat> it also shows you then that the gamble mm-hmm. Shawshank could have became an absolute it could have stayed the flop that it was in cinema yeah. nobody ever seen it nobody ever paid no attention to it and those people lost out in a shitload of money so mm-hmm. that, you can see how things they got can, can but there's out. plenty of great films that that's happened to yeah absolutely and be it the time that it's in or just unfortunate circumstances okay that happens but this couldn't die it just kept popping it its head up all, up all the, the fucking time, time. Yeah. Yeah. and it wouldn't go away. And I think that's just the strength of the film. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just the you genius know, of it. And this is the thing you, you did mention earlier on about the lack of female representation mm-hmm. on it, but a, a lot of females would love this film too. Adored. Yeah. Oh, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a sort of. It's not the greatest escape. Yeah. It's not that sort no. of macho type of no. you know uh, all the all the men together doing things. This is this is very. There's layers to this. You it's know, brilliant that the, the, macho took, stuff. the macho stuff took it out. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. taken away. Well, actually, it's, it's it's exact opposite, isn't it? I mean, yeah. there's nothing more macho, or nothing less macho than having your uh, manhood taken away from you. Yeah. And, uh, so it was, by the sisters. Yeah, by the sisters. So it was quite, uh, yeah. Did you know the fucking, one of the sisters, Boggs, mm-hmm. was supposed to be played by James Gandolfini? Yeah, he refused to do it. Tony Soprano? It was meant to be Tony was Soprano. Right? Mm-hmm. He was meant to be Boggs, the main guy of the sisters, like. So uh, that would have been, yeah. I don't know how that. Don't would know. Have I, no. I don't know now because you again, you don't Soprano, know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, and I don't know. If, could you have looked at Tony Soprano if you'd known him, being the boy that's that had done right. that? Because <laughs> 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 where the bogs go, I don't, I don't see him too many things after yeah. that now. Um, so th- you're talking then the the film went on to. Uh, but just quick before what you were saying, just to be addendum to that, what what they were talking about the relationship between Red and Andy. Mm-hmm. They say it's the first representation of an honest male friendship on film that isn't based on an action or some sort of drama beforehand yeah. Yeah. or a sexual component. Yeah. It's just honest and innocent. And you can see it organically growing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And it's the first representation that where you go, that reminds me of a friendship I have uh, or how I got to meet this guy or, yeah. you know, this sort of... Back in not the day. that I was in prison. I was going to say, back in the day when you were uh, <laughs> filing down shivs. University of Life. <laughs> <laughs> Wing four. Long <laughs> Um, so we have then. I mean, uh, the obviously we talked about the names. So the name was a, was a, a massive part of it. But Shawshank is the name of the prison, obviously. And yeah. that's, but um, when we talk about the redemption, we mentioned that. I mean, the religious element to it is so much thing. But during the film, you're, you're, the reveal, the reveal is probably one of the biggest, most refreshing point of my life is that reveal because oh, it's it's just after because the, the poster because it's, you don't it's just know. after his two you months in the hole no. yeah so we have to build up to this it's he gets all the books he gets his first big package of whatever and he gets records in it and That's he right. goes into the warden's That's office right. and mm-hmm. plays 
this piece of music to boys, which again is like another fucking religious moment because every rapist, murderer, lunatic in that yard stops dead yeah. to hear music being played over PA because they haven't heard well, music. In well, that's the first inclusion of women. Two yeah, women. that's right, yeah. And it's, it's that moment where you're going... He's going to get fucked for this, no yeah. matter how important he is to them. Yeah. They won't kill him, but no. they'll batter him. Yeah. And they batter him and put him in the hole for two months. Two months, the longest ever. Yeah, The longest ever. And, and that's the thing. Uh, if we have the clip, we'll, we'll play it. Um, maybe we don't. We might have. We'll see. Uh, to give that sort of, again, it's, it's quite visual, isn't it? I mean, the music's beautiful, but it's not until you see the reaction it has on the people. In the yard. In the yard and the prisoners and all the rest. And how manic it is. In the, he's locked the, he's locked the, the office He's door. locked the warden and all the officers out of the door. So he's sitting in there with a big fucking smirk in his face. <laughs> and they're getting angrier and angrier and yeah. angrier. Yeah. And the, how manic it is in the office isn't supposed to be. It's an office setting. It's meant yeah. to be tranquil. And, mm-hmm. and then you look outside and all these prisoners are having the most tranquil moment of their life. <laughs> while in the office, it's going fucking berserk. Yeah. And they're breaking Mondays and they're so kicking that's, fucking that's, It's like the, the so guards are going mental and yeah. The, yeah. the establishment's yeah. going mental and the and the yeah. prisoners were free. And he did that a couple of times, the, the rooftop of the beach. That's, right. that's right. He also then, when he was doing his two months, when he was doing his two months, um, he ta- brought Tommy through his education. Tommy, yes, his GED. Tommy, uh, he, yeah. Couldn't, yeah. Uh, he couldn't read properly and he... he He's, remember he threw a wild bird down when his time was up and threw it in the bin and Andy took it out and straightened it out and sent it away anyway. So while he was doing his his lockdown, he got word that the young fella passed. Passed, mm-hmm. yeah. And then when he got out then, he had that part in the, in the canteen when they're all sitting and he says that that uh, was the easiest time he ever did and they were like, come on, man. He says, mm-hmm. Beethoven got me through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know when it was the first time people started chatting about knowing they can't take that away from me? They, yeah. Can the psychology away of it. Yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah. But they can't take, you know, what you're thinking and yeah. your, the music was in your head and brilliant. And and I, I, I think it, it resonated with the audience too. It resonated I mean, with the, I, and the audience. You're going, I write no. Right time. If I had to go and do you know, solitary confinement, what would it, you know, uh, how would I do it? Yeah. But that, you can leave the place in your head. Do you know mm. what I mean? You can get out of the walls. And that's your that's the development that they have from there on in because what he's saying is, I feel great, uh-huh. but they're all thinking, because remember somebody mentions he bought rope? Yeah, yeah, and they're all thinking he's actually yeah. lost it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got and he's talking about Zwatanao and all this, and when he gets yeah. out of it, oh, and people are like, "Oh fuck, he's." And the next morning, because he loved, he loved Tommy, he loved yeah. the young fella. Do you know what I mean? And then he was took out, and not only had his freedom, so he knows what the whole system was getting, you no know, going against him. The warden killed Tommy because he knew that you would stand up in a quarter law, would you? Yeah, and his asset's gone. His asset that Boom. he needs, he's shot him, laundering all his money, would go. Yeah, so he can't risk that. So no. that two months in there, I would be thinking is how he's going to. Fuck Fine everybody over. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, I had, had seen this and I thought, Jesus, is great. To prepare for the role, Robbins observed caged animals at a zoo, spent an afternoon an afternoon in mm-hmm. solitary confinement, <laughs> an spoke with prisoners and guards, and had his arms and legs shackled for a few hours. Well, fuck, I would have prepared you all right. No much, af- no much af- research there, Timmy Robbins. Oh, no, <laughs> so he basically went for a nap. <laughs> an afternoon. <laughs> De Niro, De Niro had his way around fucking Italy <laughs> for three months <laughs> for Raging Bull. He Dan- went for an afternoon. Daniel Day-Lewis became a tailor. Daniel Day-Lewis. A, a cobbler. cobbler. Daniel Day-Lewis bees what he's going to be that whole uh, duration. He of went to Italy for a year to learn how to be a cobbler. Joined the uh, rat too to do the boxer. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Robbins. you were going to say he just was training to be a boxer. Joined the IRA box. Tim Robbins had a siesta. <laughs> um, he probably bought beers and fags and all. 
That's not the same. Uh, so I'm confinement for ha- an afternoon, at least do 24 hours. Fuck uh, I'm going to get into the mo- role. But nice round number, like. Um, but again, I mean, it's it's pretty flawless performance. So obviously, the, the afternoon did did, yeah. did him justice. That was all he needed. Um, but it all comes down to that that one. It all comes down. So I mean, the reveal, if you want to call, it, I mean, the tension the first time watching it. Yeah, it's very difficult when you watch. <laughs> I watched it because I'd seen you know, but again, because the, the thing was did, so that the book. Uh, well, because so many things were changed around, I thought, fuck, maybe they might change. Mm-hmm. Did you do the poster yeah. in the book? Yeah, because Rita Hayworth was the poster, you see, so right. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, so uh, I don't think it was Rita no, Hayworth, it's, 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 it's Raquel, Raquel, Raquel Wells, yeah. that one. but it actually came about from, because the first yeah. poster was Rita Hayworth, uh, so you've, you, as the audience, as well as Red, you're sitting there and everybody has to come out for their the count, mm-hmm. Yep, out of yourselves, everybody getting counted, and nobody comes out of Andy Dufresne's. And you have yeah. Red, who knows everything that's going on, because yeah. he's talking... As if he's, it's in the past, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and and you're with him going, oh, <laughs> fuck, has he done the rope? You know, he's hung himself. Yeah, he's hung himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah he genuinely thought first thought because he's not coming to, when they all have to come out. Yeah. They call out in the morning and he didn't come out. And they said, you're in trouble. Come out now, you're going to get a beating. And then they were, when you see them going up to the cell, you're thinking, you're going to see the legs hanging. Well, I, I, <laughs> I remember chatting to uh, somebody not that long after it came out and we were talking about it and all the rest. And at that point, my friend thought, because it was a Stephen King book, this is when the monsters and stuff came. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the supernatural thing was happening. Because was there a supernatural thing in no, it? No, there's nothing, but because it was Stephen King, he just... Aye. Because if you think about... The mist if you is think, coming up. Well, if yeah. you think of how the good cell. it was done... The blob. And how well it was done. <laughs> like, when you... When when they go into that cell, and they don't know how he got Aye. out. That initial, he was like... Yep. I thought, oh, uh, fuck, here we go. He disappeared. From dust to job. No, no, you're not He's been a ghost the whole time. Fuck no. Fuck you, Stephen King. He's been dead from the second day. Want to follow him right up to the final run there. So that's what he was saying. He goes, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be... Because Stephen King fucking hard to get out there. And then next thing. So the big... Well, we can tell, obviously. The big reveal is then when he gets angry and throws the... Yep. And you can watch that a hundred times and stuff. The first time's amazing. First but you can still watch it. Because yeah. even, even when, even the very first time, if, if you watch it and he fires the chess pieces, uh, basically what happens is it, it exposes the hole he's dug behind the poster. That he's but been changing the poster. The rattle of the, the rattle of the pieces, the further, you know, Aye. that is, because even then, their faces is the same as the audience going, what? Aye. Mm-hmm. What? What's behind yeah. the wall? <laughs> yeah. He lifts and up the pieces there, throwing them at the guards, and yeah. where is he? Where yeah. is he? And then, boom. So, and I mean, you started to get, the red then starts to tell the full story. What happened? How you got rid of the soil? How you got yep. rid of the dirt? And how you got it rid must of have been out and then that. No, he knew how to leave. Yeah. So he must have been down there mm-hmm. for weeks. Yeah. And I mean, it's he must have rerun that whole he was journey lucky every single night. Like it was there was thunder the night that he escaped, and he needed to time it along with the. I the think thunder there has them. was there something about the weather forecast? Maybe mm-hmm. did, did he, in the middle mm-hmm. of it was he listening or something? I remember seeing it, was it, it, it gives an announcement for a storm or something like that in uh, the background. This you know? is my time to go then. Time to go. And it's three posters over a period of twenty years. Three. So it's Rita Hayworth, Marilyn Monroe, and then Raquel Welch. Marilyn yes. Monroe, you're Marilyn right. Monroe, so it's yeah. fucking Gilda, Some Like It Hot, and One Million Years BC. Yes. But the question people always ask is, how did he put the poster back up? Mm. Uh, what a way I, I'd How say, would you do it Ronan? Uh, well, whatever If you ask me Ronan too <laughs> With Ronan and Ronan, Ronan B um, Just open the bottom bit And climb in And let it drop Yeah let it drop down That's how I would have done Sure well, uh, well, You know what after my See, I, the prob- I, I, the prob- I have my head the prob- I was going Did I get blue tack back well, in? The, <laughs> the problem I would have now A first time thinking about it is 
how would you reach out to put it back in? Because you couldn't turn you yourself around again. How do you turn yourself? How around? do you turn yourself around to put it back on, the, put wall, it back on the wall? Well, you just let it fall. But how did it stick? Who said it stuck? Ooh. Here we have our boys. Well, the the theory that's been put out there is he licked it, and when it fell, it stuck. Ah, we better wait on it. Just a wee bit of the breeze from right, going right, down, right. it would stick. There you are. So but then, by the same <laughs> logic, the breeze would have pushed it back open pushed again. It back open again, but and they would have walked in. There'd just been a big fucking hole there, and they went, "How did I see that?" But the lick might have been strong enough. Good lick. <laughs> Good lick. Fierce <laughs> licking. Fierce bit of licking. Fierce bit of licking, sir. Uh, <laughs> stuck to the wall. Uh, so yes, in that big hole. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember trying to put up old posters in the room in the morning. It was very much. Oh, you need tape for lick a fucking thing. <laughs> I've been licking ever since. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so we get uh, to the escape. Yeah. Yep. Which is, I suppose, the redemption as such. And again, we're 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 two hours in. Like, yeah. We're I well mean, in. We're so fucking, much. Yeah. We've seen so much, and this is the this is probably the most but important. Part. Another big important thing that he sort of exposes, if you want to do that, um, is the f- how easy it is to fraud. Hmm. Um. Which is another message that came out of it too was. Yeah. Here's what you can do. This how does how, the elite how, get richer? Yeah, how do you, this is how you do it. This is mm-hmm. how you sort of make up a person doesn't exist. This is how you do it. And mm-hmm. it gets like, oh, fuck, and this is exposing so much shit that's mm-hmm. going on. Criminals were running on a, cr- yeah. no, were running a jail. Do you know what I mean? Um, and there was money to be made in that because it was slave labour. Yeah. He basically had um, boys that go Aye. out and do roads and all that sort of stuff. And well, uh, he, he went in for the lowest price mm-hmm. and beat out like legal tender tradesmen and yeah. all that. Yeah. By just selling boys for nothing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and he fucking laundered the money. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't, he mightn't want some of the jobs he didn't do. No one yeah. got money off the contractor then they, mm-hmm. so they could get it. So, mm-hmm. he was, so he was pop like, quiz bastard. for the two Ronins. Row, 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 two. Row, 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 row your vote. What was the name of the fake guy he made up? Oh, I can't oh. Was it Richard something? Oh. I have no idea. Just ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I never checked. I'm going to have to look that up. Andy Refrain. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking good one. Yeah, that'll be the one now. That's for the I'll podcast. Andy Refrain. Andy Refrain. <laughs> that's the name it. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you were... You were you come to the end, and and the joy of it was then because red. That's this is what I'm going to say. That's why I think red, red puts the it puts the red into redemption <laughs> because his <Puns>. final <laughs> his final parole here. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Now, what I love about the film is it's complete. Randall Stevens, Randall, Randall Stevens, Stevens <laughs> and the, the, he was I had to look it up. I had to look it up because it was town red. Yeah. Randall Stevens knows of the. Follow the paper trail where you're going to end up, yeah, Randall. That's it, yeah. And then he went in every single bank, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cashed it all with in. the new shoes on and the suit <laughs> yeah. fitting, and I oh, loved it. But what I loved is it completed perfectly with that nothing was left. No, the yeah. question because you're saying red, red did his last parole uh, interview, and he was just honest and didn't give a shit mm-hmm. and said, "Young fella, listen, yeah, no, I'm becoming new." And uh, what was the question your man asked him? Are you? What he called when he rehabilitated, rehabilitated, and he yeah. says I don't understand the word. And then they went to explain him, and he just he stopped him on his feet and says, mm-hmm. started doing the whole thing about, do you know, I'm here forty years. I would love to have a good talk to that young fella. Yeah, do you know? And mm-hmm. and again, because it uh, that's what was beautiful about it is all the previous times he was being fake. Yep, rehearsed, rehearsed stuff, firing it out, and think uh, saying, saying what, what, he, what, what he thought they, they wanted to hear. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, and this was yeah. So that's why I loved the bit. I thought it was and really then they went part. sort of they followed the trail of Brooks. And no, You're now like, see it at the end. <laughs> I thought no, but I also have read. No, we have to also mention first that the the the, the baddies. Yes. Oh, right, right. right. Oh, uh, he made sure to red. send all the info to the newspaper. Yeah. The newspapers, yeah. Who the yeah. cops are coming? The warden blows his fucking own head yeah. off, and yeah. and the Byron gets fucking Byron left. Byron starts crying when he's got left it, which is great. Oh uh, man, everyone just gets them covered. Oh, you know, they, they never let. And apparently, and I don't. This is what I've heard, but apparently they were going to stop it at, um, Red just getting out. Right. Okay. Or they were going to stop it at him on the bus. I before I, he gets to Andy. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you still don't know if Andy's life. Yep. So he goes and gets... No, that the, studio, the studio actually came in and said, we demand that you film something in Mexico, mm-hmm. in Zwatanao, and you can... We can uh, get a bit of closure. That was the most I can't, Im- I can't imagine it not being there, though. I know. No, credits the hug. Yeah. The hug's ah, massive. You're just like the two of them hugging. Credits coming up after him just being in the boss now would be a bad... Mm. Yeah, no. And they never hugged or embraced or anything throughout no. the 30 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or and that's what I liked about... You said about the sort of completeness of it. Like, it, <gasps> everything was tied up. It didn't leave you... And, it, and I think that's why it's so Some satisfying, movies like maybe. It. Yeah. Some movies that you're going on the fact that they leave you to your own imagination. I hate that. I don't know. We talked about it before. We talked about it in a previous podcast about the Sopranos ending and the way it ended. And you're like, mm, it's up to yourself Aye. how it went. But no, I, I can't. A agree. lot of films are ended up like that, so they can do sequels and stuff. I think. Yeah. And, but this was just no. There's only there's only one Shawshank by. <laughs> well, the, the, there's another scene that was cut out. I was actually trying to find the description of it there. It accidentally was shown on TV one night in America, where um, it's more of Red, uh-huh. him being released, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he said that it shows one of them shows Morgan Freeman's character struggling to adjust the life outside of prison, just like Brooks. But in the finished film, we see him bagging groceries and sitting along in a halfway house. But in this scene, he's walking down the street, and he says, "Women too." That's the other thing. I forgot they were half the human race. There's women everywhere, every shape, every size. I find myself semi-hard most of the time, cursing myself for being a dirty old man. Not a not a bra in sight. Nipples poking out everywhere. Jesus pleases. <laughs> Jesus, please. So he's just walking on the street going, everybody's in the nap. What the fuck's going on, Nick? Uh, do you know what was I'm mad? glad you didn't put that part in. Do you know aye, because it sort of it's ruins him a, a wee bit. Aye, dirty, dirty aye and I wasn't like it. Aye, he's not like it. So you know what I, a part, a wee part I loved was when Brooks got out and I went, the words just speeded up. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. And this is the 50s. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The words just got himself in a <laughs> yeah. big hurry and you're like, the boys went in, that in, just 70, in 71, 72 and getting mm-hmm. out now. Well, he went in there was probably, he said he seen one locomotive before he went to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Came out in. then. They're, just, they're everywhere. And there's know. a radio playing in every street corner <laughs> and it's just too much noise. And even for us, we're looking back on yep. something that's in the 50s or whatever. You know, yep. so. uh, right. So, I mean, the end, obviously we, we know, we know the end and if you haven't watched it, you know, we shouldn't be listening to this first, anyway. Uh, but it's it's sort of it it finalised a lot of things <coughs> that that you said that, that, that sort of loose ends were all tied up. Um, the legacy then of Shawshank the film. Mm. So obviously Morgan Freeman we talked about he goes on yeah. to bigger and better things. Tim Robbins has a bit of a uh, more director writer more he did, di- yeah he did. Um, I love Tim Robbins and was it Blue Streak was it or. It was Lammy Lawrence, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> That's a comedy, like, but he thought of. Oh, it's not Blue Streak. It's um. Is it, it's not he thought his wife was. I uh, some. I remember. Oh, that. Yeah. It's just yeah. a comedy, but it's a comedy a, one. Yeah. He's but then, I, was he? Was he? He he wrote and directed Dead Man Walking. Dead Man Walking. Was he? Was he? Uh, no, not Tim Robbins. No. 
Um, there you go. <laughs> he research flat out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was. All right. Let's just say he was. Just he fucking was. Was it him at the Popeye back in the set? Darabont then went on to loads of stuff. He did quite a few. He stopped the films, more TV while, now. And then he went on to Walking Dead. Was He's the showrunner. Show. Yeah. He got uh, fired from it. He got fired, that's right, from <laughs> season from one. Um, the, the Stephen King then obviously just continued to churn out about five books a year. Um, I don't know how you write so man. many. Um, well, he's, you know. He likes drugs. He likes drugs. Liked, liked. Hunter liked. S. Thompson drugs. Well, no, it was after Misery. Remember, he did the, the whole story about Misery. It was him. He actually got hit by a car, I mean. And he sat, he lay in yeah. the ground with his legs broke, going, how am I? No, that wasn't Misery, what no. He wrote it about after it, though. No. No, because I was at his house the year he got knocked down. And that was... Well, what do you mean? 99. Was but it not? I thought it was based on him, actually. No, no. Well, Unless, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You were at whose house? Stephen King's house. Well, over the back fence and on the one door. What's there? No, Bangor, Maine, in America. Just went for a visit? Just drove up one day and said, well, Steve, bye. <laughs> Did you meet Stephen King? He didn't. Uh, funnily, he couldn't come out because he had two broken, ah, so that, two that broken legs and a broken back. <laughs> you should have went down, man. <laughs> <laughs> so for, but what you implied was that you met him there. No, I didn't. I just said I went to Stephen King's house. I, was, I, I went up to your house there yesterday, remember? No, uh, that's brilliant. What does it sound like? I went into the fucking house. <laughs> I, don't, I, went up I didn't go up and wave him. So he says that... It's obviously relevant. The man broke his leg, so misery would have been something you maybe. Yeah, right no, after, no, but misery was long before. It, it. It was long he just before. says, "I went up to this house one day, and that's." I went up to the house the year he got knocked down in '99. But I genuinely thought the whole drug thing was around his because he he was injured. He unless he was he knocked got down twice. addicted to. <laughs> it could have been when it's, did the movie come out. Misery, oh, I was nineties, ninety. So it was after ninety one, ninety two, very early. Oh, yeah, I was definitely after. Um, oh well, that's had, that's right, why we right. had we were part of a. Not going to do, but we're project over there, and, and I had wanted to go because, like, what were the chances of being in? So of course, Bangor, Maine, mm-hmm. and me, massive Stephen King fan. I was like, can I go and see where he lives? So then we went to see where he lives. Except you went and, to uh, buy your Nike. That's where I got my Nike too. What's going on here? <laughs> oh, he's talking about my stand up now. Can't bring stand up in here, running. They don't pay for it. We're all sitting uh, <laughs> More importantly, I don't. I don't know any of your material. Yeah, do you, you not? Know, have you never went to see him do stand up? I'm part. not allowed. What? <laughs> we lies. tell that story. No, go. Two times oh, the No, there was incidents. Nothing nah. to do with him. What have you put him? Nothing to do with him. <laughs> I just blame him. Have you died in your hole the two times Ronnie went to see? No, yeah. he didn't die in his hole. There was twice there was these fucking mad groups of hecklers oh. that were on a separate party and acted like complete spooks. Oh. So, like everyone, people in the audience trying going, God, shut the fuck up. I'm oh, trying there's to no more. It's, uh. like, it's like people go around out of their way to do it. Uh, you don't even think they were fucking uh, trying to uh, get attention. Uh, that's unbelievable <laughs> that's because uh, you go to any other sort of social event or anything like that, there people pay attention. Yeah, maybe there was two Smiths at the front and they were going at the here, mate. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to help you, but there were like thirty in this business. Well, group. that basically sounded like me uh, to Stephen King's gardener, um, <laughs> <laughs> who, who wouldn't let us <laughs> climb, climb over the. Co- he has a spider web uh, gates, obviously. Well, wouldn't you know? I could just picture oh, you yeah. nipping over them gates. Um, but to be honest with you, I was <laughs> bad knee, bad knee. <laughs> but, uh, knee. Hang it, was, it was fucking good back then, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a very strange one because his house um, is. When I got up to it, I was like, is this it? Hi. Stephen King lives here. We room at the back, taping away like a good one. We room. So we went then to the local Borders bookstore. Mm-hmm. And because he just had the accident, they had a, a book open, like a condolences or sort of get well soon book or whatever. Fuck, it was bad then? So, oh, he was nearly dead. Like, I mean, yeah, he had a really, really bad accident. He got fucking really badly hurt. Uh, so we wrote a 
I'm sure somewhere along Stephen King's fucking property, there's a, a line written by me from. Uh, oh God, was this in the decade? Was this in the late nineties? This is ninety nine. You read wrote some gay oh, stuff there, but boys. I mean, I love, love you, Nolly. Oh. <laughs> but in the Borders bookstore, they showed the f- an aerial photograph of his home. Oh, holy fuck! You only seen the garage, did you? No. He, he basically the front of his house is the house that he's always just was him and his wife first went to yeah but then he must have bought all eight houses behind that <laughs> oh. and he has just extended the whole thing but all the same width as the front house so when you're looking at his house where we were Which we were standing in the garden you're like is this it and then you see the aerial view and it's like a fucking warehouse step to the side it's massive Absolutely huge the whole way back. You can't download books, lad. No, I got fucking. It's, he's, he's getting full, he's, he's getting full cash for everything. Full cash. Um, so yeah, Stephen King. Uh, then obviously the, the the next sort of uh, the similarity that we talked about earlier was Green Mile. Mm-hmm. You can sort of see a natural link. Then it, it wasn't officially held at Shawshank. Um, yeah, but it was set in its same uh, era, same era, same time, and sort of you know obviously from Stephen King. You want to hear a fun fact? Go, Go ahead. Never was the Green Mile. What? Swear what? Swear to God. By Hooker Crook. I don't know how it happened, but I've never Rolling seen it. from oh, the best of the best hasn't watched. Uh-huh. Surely that's... Holy Lord. Surely we're going to have to change Roland. We'll have to sort that out. And I've yeah. seen Edward Penis Hands, but yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen the Green Mile. Penis Hands? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ever seen it? <laughs> the porno about Edward Sister Hands? No. Oh. <laughs> but it sounds class. Get on her, boy. Get on her. Uh, oh my god, oh, Ronald right. Mullen. What? I know. I don't know. Sure, what we're buff, sure, right? I don't know why it's Do you know what? I, I, loved, I loved the film, but it sort of let. I was, I was disappointed because everybody made it out to be the next sort of yeah. Shawshank sort of. Do you and know? That, that's where I sort of. People went, it's no Shawshank, and I went, uh, uh, why are you comparing them? I don't uh, know. It's because they were both in the prison, they were both older yeah. things, but it's not the same thing but at all. Um, supernatural that, was stuff the first, that was the first Stephen King, I think we talked about it in a previous podcast, that was the first Stephen King um, novel that was released in installments. Oh, the Green, Green, Green Mile? Green Mile. So it's a monster, it's, it's a three-hour job to It's the first time it ever happened in his writing career, I, don't think, he's, I think he's done it since. So every month he'd release the books. Right. So there were six books Did you read the of books? the Green Mile. I... And I live in fucking Oman, Tyrone, so I had to go and torture the fucking Carlisle bookstore. Oh, boy. Every fucking day after school. Is it in yet? Is it in yet? No, not yet, love. And I go, do you want to find out how it ends? Shows you this is long before. This is long nowadays, hey, when you have to oh, go. Oh, man. Jesus. You know, you're she's waiting, waiting and waiting. Access, and yeah. I, and, but I think then the, the excitement, like I read the finish, it was only, I think they were all done in 90 minutes or 90 page installments, sort of thing. Okay. And so the 90 page, I read that evening. That who knows how to make money. Justice. Exactly. But even back then, so like, I'm trying to think what year that would have been. So it had to be, Green Mile had to be 96. I don't know when the film came out. The film might have been. Oh, aye, the, the film was later on, but the, the book, aye, the, the book was 96 or whatever. So every single day after school for the last month. So, But the way I worked it out too was I ended up paying £24 for oh, a novel. Right. Do you know what I mean? So as you say, like fucking genius, like fuck. When I add up, because I couldn't wait to get the fucking last book, but everybody across the world was the same. And mm. then the her releases it as a book. <laughs> <laughs> so he did it like the graphic novels did. He did it like he a six, hell off. six, six, six novels, Brilliant. one every month for six months, Brilliant. and then like what three, four months later, he just released the book as a full book. I was like, I respect him more now. Aye. It's mad even you think back to know how you had to look for things back Search in the day. Oh, yeah, go out of your way, like. I can download the Green Mile now on my phone. Like, you know what I mean? Or just, just but any information yeah. you want. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you know? So why was it a more magical time? I think it was. No, I was. Yeah. Although, if you were to stop me, I think I might have been fifteen or sixteen at the time. If you were to stop me at that stage and go, "Would you like it to be yeah. more?" Uh, give me the fucking book now. <laughs> <laughs> you, can have, you can have every album, phone, yeah, pop yeah, up, yeah, just yeah, at your fingertips. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, just give it to me. Yeah. 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 Must have paid for it. Oh, it's fourteen ninety mm. nine a month. What? Mm. It's fourteen ninety nine a fucking album now. <laughs> I know. No, it like just doesn't work. None of people complain about it. Oh, artists aren't getting money or the guy. But think about how it's broke down now. Do you know why it's not called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption? The film? Uh-huh. Because people kept, actresses kept auditioning for Rita Hayworth. I've seen oh, that. And Rita Hayworth's not in it. They even had a but drag queen. But they would go, yeah, I read your script. It's really good. Yeah. Like, Rita, Rita Hayworth's not in the script. A drag queen turned up for yep. the auditions. Didn't know anything about the film. But because Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank because it was based on that novella, even though the film was end up mm-hmm. just been called the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, a drag queen turned up for the audition thinking she, he, he, she was going to be a mm-hmm. sister brilliant Rita Hayworth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't even get a sister role no. uh, so yes it's, thank you very much uh, you obviously love the film I love it yeah yeah, yeah. And you obviously love yeah, the film it's, yeah. it's, it's actually it might be my favourite all time yep uh, it's, it's up there for me now top I always deny it I always, I always top say top 10 Connor it wouldn't be top 5 no no what are you talking about man no there's too many there's too I many throw a couple up there that you're just that's knocking out that top 5 please well, we've done a few of them already. Well, just give it. I know. Godf- How long he's doing it now? Well, Are you all the Godfathers? Godfather one or two, not three. Uh, not three. Uh, two for me, anyway. Two yeah. for me. Godfather uh, two is amazing. Well, I wasn't a big Godfather lover. Mm. Aye. I said it. Twelve Angry Men would be <sighs> another. I tried to watch that for the first time, but a month ago, couldn't stick it. Really? Couldn't sit for it. Why? That's a wild film. <sighs> Man, I got a hangover. Aye, see, that's the problem. Uh, Casablanca, another great one too. Never seen. Mm-hmm. You ever see Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Mm. No. Fight Heat. Club. Why? <laughs> Fight Boys. Heat's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Would Heat? You put Heat above? Shawshank? I would have Heat in there in my top ten too. Mm-hmm. I would have him brilliant. But they're all. It's all. Re- see when you're in like, uh, when you're my when you're in my top fifty, I can't say what's take your one best out. deal. Yeah. What's, Aye, your, what's your best deal? Because there isn't one. There isn't my number one. No. There's uh, my there's my four hundred. But I they're all my favorite. And I can be in the farm run that day. Yeah, yeah. Ask me tomorrow. I want Somebody to watch Predator. Like, I think Timeless Films, Predator's one. Predator's one. Yeah. Do you know, it's one of the ones you can watch tomorrow and it doesn't look because it's, it's in a jungle. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. It's you know, it's a, like, yeah. and there's no technology. But the day after, you want to watch Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then the day after that, Edward Penis Hands. Yeah. Rocky One, you have to watch the wrestling. <laughs> Rocky One. Rocky One. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, Ronald Boyle, uh, one half of Strabanter. Thank you yes. very much for coming in. Um, I enjoyed everybody. Boys. I hope everybody has uh, signed up to your page and following you, making uh, a fool of yourself. Fo- with a decent following, nearly 60,000. 60,000? I'm famous, but I don't have a penny. Uh, people sure. think you have money. 60,000 people following you. I do. So that's 60,000 free baps you could get if you needed them. I get a lot you, of free you, stuff you now never, around the town and all. Never go hungry. Do you get free stuff in the town? All the time. We get fuck all. We get nothing. We don't you, get you don't show your faces, you see, boys. Aye. But you're looking at our faces. You should record it. Aye, you should don't. record this and put it on YouTube. Aye. Are you going to be doing Because this is interesting stuff here. I'm telling you, the stuff that you do as people are, like, a couple of guys work with me listening to it religiously. I think they're actually, the, uh, they're on the, what they call it, Patreon. Oh, very good, yes. You know what I mean? So we don't, it's a different podcast, but anyway. Do you, you not have a Patreon? Nah. No. Well, he's listening to the, That's his free. You, your two, and get us. Yeah, see, we're in the top three. But, but no, the, 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 there's a difference, I think, if you get the visuals going and win. Do you mean there's a lot of faces? If there were, if there were ever faces mm. that were made for podcasts. <laughs> but Connor, I know you're, you just don't like, for some reason, you just don't like having your jazz out there. Nah. 
you just don't like it. And it's one of the things that I would say, because Guy O'Connor as a stand-up comedian is one of the mm-hmm. best in the country, but he doesn't. He holds himself back on that end. Mm-hmm. You know, he's well known on the on the, the circuit, but I'd, when it I'd, comes, I'm, I would be the opposite of you. Actually, yeah. I'm well known <laughs> thing, but in the circuit, I'm shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, the other half of your uh, Strabanter is not in the country? So the other half is Anthony Duffy. Uh-huh. Anthony's living in Boston. He's from Straban. Uh, and this is how it all started. We had a relationship online then since he left, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And we had the same, same old humour. Mm-hmm. Different approaches, but we laughed at the same things. And it was all related to growing up in the Ballycombe Estate uh-huh. in Straban. So what happened is on our normal Facebook page, we, at the weekends we'd have a couple of drinks and we'd go metal. <laughs> And that I got to the stage where, like, so say you had a thousand people on your friends list and only five liked what you were at. <laughs> You're like, right, you know what, in case we're torturing people, let's do a page. Mm-hmm. This is genuinely how it started. So we set up the Strabant. We actually called it Robo and Strabatman's party page at the start. <laughs> Adam, we were trying to keep sort of, it was all mad lip videos and going live and stuff like that. I says, we'll put it on there. It means that if somebody wants to watch us, they have to follow the page. Yeah. And we'll see where it goes. 60,000? Uh, just mm-hmm. steam, That's steam where it goes. Rolls, right? Well, listen, thank you very much for giving thank us your you time guys. to come on to uh, The Best of the Best. So please share it on the Stravanter page. And uh, we we love Stravan. Um, Ronnie has to. We do. Uh, I love his, I love the videos, man. Uh, I love yeah. all that. They're, they're fucking great. I hear the new one's brilliant, Thanks, actually. Man. I think the new Orange Man one? Orange Man one, yeah. fucking yeah. brilliant. Yet because I'm... Well, I'm starting to get... <laughs> oh, of don't start. <laughs> Okay, on that's that. That's after the recording. Well, uh, thank you guys. Uh, really appreciate you asking me to do it. Well, it's a pleasure having me on. Thank you very much. And uh, yes, yeah, so go and watch the Shawshank Redemption. Go and follow the Strabanter page. And uh, go and send us money to um, the Patreon. Any, any, uh, any, <laughs> any of our home addresses whatsoever. Yeah. We will take all uh, all currency, no matter what way, big or small. Whatever way you want to fold it up, just put it in and we'll take it. Thank you Just very much. get busy living and get busy dying. Ching chunk. Ha, 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 ha.